This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Here we go. We're doing this. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're doing well. Here are just a few words before we get stuck into this episode properly. So I'm currently sitting here in my pod room. I got back from my holiday last week. So here we are, back to normal life, whatever that means these days. How was your holiday, Luke? Oh, thanks very much for asking. It was a, a very nice holiday. I might do a post-holiday ramble episode and talk about it a little bit. Although, actually, there isn't that much to tell. Just standard holiday things, really. You know, just the usual holiday things. Sunshine, a bit of time at the beach, a bit of swimming pool, a bit of cycling, eating seafood, plenty of relaxing, reading, playing with my daughter, spending time with the family, just normal holiday stuff. No big adventures really this time. No encounters with bears or volcano climbing or anything like that. Anyway, I might do the traditional post-holiday ramble over the next week or so. We will see. I might do that, but also I might not because the thing is, I actually have a bit of a backlog of episodes to publish. I recorded three things during the holiday. So I just want to crack on and get them published, really. So I might forego the post-holiday ramble this time. I might forego it. Forego. To forego something. There's an interesting word, Luke, I say to myself. To forego something is to kind of skip it, to, to not do it, basically, to kind of do without. All right? So to forego something, to, uh, to refrain from doing something. For example, if you don't have much money this year, you might forego your holiday, meaning you just kind of skip it and not have a holiday this year. So anyway, as I was saying, I've got episodes in the pipeline. I just would like to get them published. I don't like sitting on episodes. I like to get them out. So I might forego the post-holiday ramble episode this time, but we will see. In any case, freshly recorded episodes are coming. Episodes featuring members of my family are coming, including also some premium content as well, where we get into the language side of things. But I've got so I've got uh, a couple of episodes with my brother featuring some interesting uh, British cultural bits and pieces. Uh, so that's two episodes with James uh, in the normal sort of James style of episodes. And then an episode with my mum in which we answer some questions from listeners on uh, Twitter. So those episodes, plus I'm working on premium content as usual, where we will get into the language side of things and some more story time episodes on LEP Premium too. So that stuff is coming. But anyway, it's nice to be back in podcast land, if a little bit strange. You know, when you've been away on holiday, there's a slightly odd feeling of, of melancholy when you return, a slightly sad feeling, 
melancholy. It's that September feeling. That's how it is for me anyway. I don't know about you. Do you have the same feeling at this time of year? Maybe it's a northern hemisphere thing, you know, as the summer turns into autumn. But that's always how I feel at this time. It's a kind of the it's a kind of end of the holidays, Sunday evening, going back to school sort of feeling, a kind of slightly sad feeling that I always used to get when I was a child. And I still get it these days as an adult. I don't know. Is it just me? Or is it you too? Maybe it's just a Northern Hemisphere thing. I don't know. But as September arrives, there's that little hint in the air that autumn is here and that winter is just around the corner. The kids all go back to school and we start thinking about work and studies again and the things that we're trying to achieve. Maybe learning English in your case. And after all, that is why we are here. That's why I'm here right now talking to you on this podcast to help you improve your English and to enjoy the whole process too, which is so important. Learning English can be enjoyable and should be enjoyable because it's probably more effective if it is enjoyable. So there, I invite you to enjoy listening to my podcast and to let the magic happen. Now, I need to introduce this episode and I'm going to do my best to keep this little introduction as brief as possible. You'll see that the episode is long. There's plenty of good stuff here from beginning to end. I hope you listen to the whole thing in several stages if you prefer. Now, all I want to say is that this episode is packed with English language learning potential. There is a veritable smorgasbord of vocabulary here for you to notice and pick up. A few more differences between American and British English and also some general inspiration for your learning of English. The overall message being that there are many ways to get new vocabulary into your life. But the main thing is that you need to maintain a certain level of curiosity, an open-minded willingness to challenge yourself, a certain readiness to be entertained while you listen and study, and a focused yet relaxed approach to the acquisition of English through all manner of different avenues. My guest in this episode, Fred, technically doesn't have English as a first language, but he has a really broad range of English vocabulary in his head at his disposal. He likes to do word games and he reads a lot and he checks new words in various online dictionaries and explores those words and phrases until they become memorable for him. And he notices them again and again and he tests himself with word games and learns new things from the questions he can't answer. And he has fun doing it all. And I think it's a really good attitude. So let's explore that and do some word games on the podcast today. This conversation is actually a continuation of the theme of a couple of episodes I did with Fred last year, in which we looked at the New York Times spelling bee, and also some word quizzes on the Collins Dictionary website. So that was episodes numbers 720 and 721, uh, the, those two episodes with Fred. This time, Fred came back on the podcast to talk about crossword puzzles in which you have to use clues to find missing words in a grid. You know, crosswords. Sometimes the clues in crosswords are quite cryptic and they contain clever little riddles which you have to work out. Fred presents a few of these crossword puzzles to me during the episode and I invite you to listen carefully to all the clues and to try to guess the words with me. There are about 25 different questions overall 
but also plenty of other words and phrases which come up along the way. We also talk about the history of English and the etymology of English words which have their origins in other languages and which reveal things about England's ancient history and also its more modern colonial past. So there's lots of word quizzes and vocab games and then at the end a bit about etymology, English history and colonialism. If you find it hard to keep track of all the vocab during this chat, then don't worry because I'll give you a quick summary of it all at the end of the episode. And I mean quick. Um, I'll just fly through the words and the quiz questions uh, and their answers. Okay, I'll just fly through them just to consolidate some of the things you heard. I will list the vocabulary at the end. It won't be the full LEP premium treatment. It'll just be a quick reminder just to recap. You can check the episode page on my website for all of the vocabulary notes. They'll all be there. Uh, there's also a video version too of this, which you might want to check out on YouTube. But that video version doesn't contain this lovely introduction or the incredibly useful and generous vocab recap, which I will do at the end of this wonderful audio version. So anyway, there you go. Now, without any further ado, let's chat to Fred again. And here we go. I feel like the more I come on this program, the more I understand what it's about, and the more I'm like, I can, I can, I can, I can play with this format for sure. And yeah. Try to be, you know, entertaining and useful. That's the idea. Yeah. Yes. Entertaining totally. and useful. Yes. I've prepared here a Fred Iango fact file. Okay. Now the reason for this is just to bring everyone up to speed. Yeah. Because you have been on the podcast before. I have. It's been it's been a while, over a year, I think, since you were last on, um, and um, so uh, I just want to establish certain key facts about you. So um, you can confirm or deny these things. <laughs> Name Fred Iango. I plead the fifth. Correct. You plead the Fifth Amendment. <laughs> yes. You're just going to be like, no comment. Uh, yes, Freddie Yango, that's my Freddie name. Freddie Yango. Age, and I've written here, still quite young. I'm 30. Yeah, still quite young. Okay. In my opinion, that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I would qualify myself as young. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so too. Mm -hmm. uh, job, and I've written, currently seeking employment. Are you actually seeking employment or are you enjoying your recent unemployed status? I, uh, you, yeah, I am. I, I, I left my job recently and I'm dedicating my time to stand up comedy uh, as much as possible, as well as like some other endeavors in the artistic field, let's say. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. That's good. Qualifications. Mm -hmm. And I've I've got a blank space here because I can't remember exactly what you studied at university. Can you remind me? So I went to a business school called HEC Paris, which is located um, just south of Paris, actually, next to Versailles. And my business school, a marketing degree. Marketing. Yes. Okay. Degree in marketing. Um, a country of origin? Cameroon. Cameroon. Yes. Lived in France since? 2010. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so uh, it's 11, 11, 12, almost 12, yeah. Almost 12 years yeah. now. Languages spoken. First language? French. Other languages? English. English. <laughs> so English is the second language for you. Yes, it is. We did, an, we, the first time you were on this podcast, we did the whole story, the origin yeah, story yeah. Of, of Fred. Exactly. But do they, you reference, like, do you, do you like send people to like go listen to that? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. yeah. 
So I can't remember the numbers of the episodes. Ooh. I can't remember the number of the I mean, first episode you were on. But uh, I'm not on that many episodes. If you type my name, you'll find it quite in, in the LEP archive. You'll find it quite easily. Just type Fred. Yeah. And you'll find all references to you. Yeah. I don't I haven't had anyone else on called Fred. No, You're the only um, Fred I've had on this yes. show. Um, number one and the only. Yeah, the one and only Fred. Uh, English is second language. Uh, you start, but it, it Cameroon again. You can confirm or deny. Cameroon mm -hmm. has several official languages. The, the the main official language is French because there's a French speaking part and an, a smaller English speaking part yeah. in the West, yeah. right? So, I mean, they're they're equally Official languages, but yeah. yeah, in terms of like spoken language, there's like 80% French, 20% English in, okay. the, in, in the West. You're from the French speaking part. Yes, I am. So it was all French in your household. All French, but English at school from an early age. And then like a lot of like access to English training, English language training, yeah. British council, and like also local training centers. And then when I came to France... I needed English because I was in an international business school and then it also helped me. And then ever since I've been in a quite Anglophone world while being in Paris, which mm -hmm. is, which has helped like knowing you, for example. Right. So yeah. Uh, American English. Yeah. Yeah. American English, which is, which is fine. That's yeah, fine. No, it, it, That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, which is no something I, I would like maybe discuss later, but yeah, indeed, like American accent, uh, mm -hmm. I am quite frequently confused for an American person. I, I have to rectify usually. People say think people think you're from the states. Yeah, including a few American people. Uh, like, oh my god, you're from the states? Which part of the states are you from? Yeah, like, like uh, Cameroon. <laughs> and like where where is, is that in the south? Which states is that? Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. So no. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, how we met uh, doing stand-up comedy. Indeed. Right. Yes. Uh, previous, previous appearances on Luke's English podcast. How many times before? Do you know? I think four. Five. Five. Yeah. There was the origin story of Fred, ah, yes, which I can't yes, remember yes, the yes. name of that mm -hmm. episode. Yes, I remember five. There was the one with Alex. One with Alex Killian. There were the two about movies. There was like... I think there was like an Avenger, Avengers one, and I came back to your house after having seen Avengers. Oh, yeah, that, we, yeah, that's right. So I it's six. That's what, it's six it's episodes. Six. Yeah, because we did one a, a pre. We did two about Avengers Endgame. One, oh, wow. which we where we talked about it before the we'd seen the film, mm -hmm. yeah. a preview. Yes. And then we both saw it and, and you literally rushed over to my house. I was like, I'm doing an episode about Avengers Endgame. I'm available. Like, and then yeah, you exactly. flew over and we... And then we, we assembled for that episode. We did. <laughs> and then uh, more recently, we did two other episodes. One about word quizzes, mm -hmm. um, the uh, spelling bee. Yeah. Uh, and the New, York, the New York Times spelling bee. Yeah. And one about Collins Dictionary confusable words. Oh, that was, yeah, that was in two. one session. Uh, okay, sorry, yeah. Mm -hmm. That became... Indeed, two indeed. episodes yes, yes. and today you want to be helpful to my listeners and how 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 are you going to be helpful today fred well dear listeners um no i i i, I mean, not no but i i wanted to um keep going on the theme of word quizzes word games because yeah i love word games i'm a complete complete nerd uh trivia and like so i mean i'm i'm an old old time trivia nerd uh, since i've been like i don't know ever since, since i've been reading you were you were you were on uh, Sarah 
the Paris Quiz Mistresses yes, podcast. Exactly. Yeah, uh, I I I work with her on her quizzes sometimes. I host the Paris Quiz Mistress actual pub quiz in Paris. Yeah. Um, some Sundays, and uh, I mean, I I always love trivia. I've I've done like a bit of like trivia TV shows as well. Like it's, oh, yeah? it's my jam. It's, it's my, I like it. I like it's it a lot. It's your jam. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and, and then like word games fall into that as well. And mm-hmm. so recently in the, the recent years I've discovered a few games like the spelling bee. And also I've, I never really played crosswords ever. Yeah. Um, and that's more recent, but ever since I started, it was like the fight, like it's kind of like there was chess, and it was crosswords. There were like two big nerdy games I'd never really played. And then last year, like, I feel like I kind of like, I don't know, punched the last holes in my nerd card, you know, and now I'm like, I'm, I'm a full nerd and there's nothing left for me to do. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there must be something, some other stamp collecting is, uh, I'm sure you haven't done that yet. But there's is, still time. Is that like is it is it still in the trivia nerd? I yeah, that's not trivia. It's no, like collect collection collection know, like, collecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's like right. Intense so, hobby, you know. Like, yeah, but you're you're all about the trivia. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. So in that vein, um, I thought, oh, it could be fun to come back to you um, with like you know maybe talking about that and also like playing some games with you. I think it's interesting. I don't know if you, are you like a crossword person. You know what? I try and do crosswords and I mm-hmm. usually fail. I don't think I've ever completed a crossword. So okay. I guess the answer to that is not really. But uh, I do like a crossword. Mm-hmm. I like easy ones. Yes. You know. Yes, yes. Uh, there are some easy ones. There are some. Yes. But I like those, like simple <laughs> ones. Because I'm, you know, I'm not, you know, I like, I like yeah. to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but there's like the Guardian cryptic crossword, which is... I don't like when something has the title cryptic, cryptic. in it. It's like, oof. So when I used to work in a school in London, some of my colleagues, there was like a gang of my colleagues in the teacher's room and every lunchtime they would do the Guardian cryptic crossword. Okay. And you, they they would be sharing answers and discussing the clues with each other. Yeah. And I would just be thinking, you clever bastards. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, it, they really made me feel very stupid. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's not my, it's not my area. It's not my intelligence type, I think. Yeah. I think I'm, I don't know what, you know, there are different types of intelligence. Mm-hmm. I guess there's like musical, kinesthetic, and crossword. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Uh, that's crossword, not my intelligence yeah. type. I'm more of the musical type, I, okay. I, or something. I don't yeah. know. Okay. Uh, so I'm. I'm glad I've got you here to sort of guide me. You'll. Yeah. You'll be my crossword Gandalf yeah. today. So well, I also found you. You used to find like crossword just yeah cryptic and just difficult to approach. Cryptic is quite a good word. Isn't yeah. It? Like crypto, like hidden, like um, yeah, where the clue is is not yeah. exactly clear. Yeah, it's so sort exactly. of like a very intentionally hidden, like a code. Yeah, and you have to try and work out what the code is that yeah. they've given you in the clue. So the crossword, a crossword. I mean, um, oh, I just, I, can, I mean, I can just you could just show us here on the screen. It's a recent one, like so. You've got like this. Can I just? Well, I think that yeah, they'll be able re- to see that. On this the is like one, the one from yesterday. I, I completed. So one thing we have to remember, Fred, yes. is although we are videoing this, and mm-hmm. they should be able to see the screen of your phone. Yeah. Um, and I'll, by the way, I will hide any messages you receive. Yeah. You know, and all the rest. Probably of it. like look at this, like a. 
do not disturb. You, you're going to go into do not disturb mode. Mm -hmm. So although the video viewers will be able to see the screen of your phone today, yeah. um, the audio viewers, and there are more of them, the audio lepsters, so they, mm, are, yes, they yes. are legion. Okay. And so, so we need be... to describe. So a yeah. crossword is basically where it's like a, a big square yeah. with... It's with a grid. A grid. Yes. Go on. Yeah. It's a, it's a series of like... I mean, how many? It's like 15, 13 by 13, something like that. Something like that, yeah. No, 15 by 15 square, the the one I have. So you yeah. have mostly white uh, squares in the grid in which you're supposed to write the letters for the different words. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you have like black squares that are symmetrical, usually, at least on the... On the New York Times, it's kind of a rule. Oh, I didn't building. know. Yeah, it's symmetrical. Uh, I see. It's the same. Yeah, yeah like exactly. a mirror, a mirror um, image. Exactly, mirror image. Yeah. And then you have a list of clues going along with the uh, the grid, and you have to like fill in the word. Yeah, you've got uh, clues for words that go vertically, yeah. uh, words down, that go down. And, and, and across. And across, clues for the across words. Exactly, can, horizontally. Like number one across and number one down. And sometimes the, the, the words uh, cross over. Yes. And so, you know, the, these words share letters, which exactly. helps. Exactly. Okay. Which can help with solving the... Um, or sometimes confused as well, depending on which one. Depending on how did. cryptic the crossword is. Exactly. Um, so that's like a basic crossword um and so the the interesting thing with the new york times crossword uh which i have to mention so it's the, to get the full crossword it's subscriber based but you can have access to like the mini crosswords which maybe we can try and do together yeah mini sounds easy yeah yeah it's like a very small grid i think it's five by five uh, uh -huh. and you have like a some from the archive that are always available in free if you want to try it out and they have an excellent article about how to solve the New York Times cross crossword, ah. which is the first thing I read. Yeah, it kind of like opened the door for me to do the rest because they have like some very simple examples you can try, and they have like they picked from the archive a lot of um, you know like old like older crosswords are kind of the classics of what they do and. Um, <laughs> I'm just making a note. Okay. Um, yeah, go I, ahead. I just, I just very theatrically clicked. I don't know the, if you wanted to give him like a, like a silent message. Do not repeat this. <laughs> Do not talk about the New York Times <laughs> uh, subscription. Yeah. Um, they don't sponsor this podcast. Oh, yeah, no, I that, mean, the, that's no, not what I'm not, doing. No, I'm, not I'm about, at all. They don't, I'm don't need me. I'm about to write a note down on my paper, which mm -hmm. is basically the, the uh, article. Article. Mm, yes, um, yes. How to, uh, how to do... How to yeah? How to I think it's how, how to solve, solve how to solve the New York Times uh, crossword. Yeah. You go on their website. You go at like section crossword, and you you have it. Okay, I've you just I've noted that down so that I can share that article in the show notes for this episode. So okay, yeah, you were saying, and then um, so that yeah, I'll, I'll put it also on my phone if ever like somebody else, you know, you can have it in your things. Yeah. Um, and um, and then I read that and I realized, oh, cross, not, I mean, not some are really complicated mm. and really hard, uh, but not all crosswords are complicated and some are really enjoyable and simple. And also it's, it's a mix of like, you know, you have like straight up vocabulary, you have some like, you know, it's a bit of trivia. Sometimes it's going to be like. They're going to give you the name of an actor. You have to complete the, the first name and like, you know, like a geographical feature. Sometimes you learn stuff because you're like, you know, sometimes you don't find a clue. You find the, if you have like a down clue you don't know and you find all the across clues, 
that completed, then I mean, you have the you have the word, yeah. Even if you don't know what it is, so you sometimes you get to learn a new word or like a new element if that you're into that. And I am into that as a trivia person. So yeah, last time we talked about mollusks and and uh, yes. crust, crustaceans and <laughs> Indeed, things. Indeed, we did. We yeah. did. Uh, there's more animal stuff coming for you. Um, but yeah, so it it was kind of like a uh, I don't know an icebreaker for me to have this article and from then i was really like just i just fell into like the crossword hole it's it's compared to like something like the spelling bee it's a bit more time consuming so you know you have the concept of streaks so if you solve the the um, the crossword day after day after day you have like a golden star that they show you and it's really nice because you have a streak you know like i've been solving for like two days so it's like monday is golden tuesday is golden but then for the harder ones or bigger ones, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm not like that deep into it. So I won't like necessarily spend like a lot of time on it if I don't have the time. But, yeah. it, you know, it's like it can be nice to just like do a little bit, come back to it later if mm-hmm. you're into that type of game. And I, you know, like be like the spelling bee. I find it's a really good way to just, you know, if you want to work on vocabulary and do it a bit differently. It's really nice because, I mean, there's a thing with crossword, which I didn't really know about and they talk about, which is you can, you know, you can kind of, cheating is okay. What? In the, in the sense that, you know, like, in, in the end, if you're stuck, you know, like, it's kind of like allowed to just like check a definition if you're stuck. You know, like the object, the objective isn't to like only finish it the pure way by just figuring out everything. Yeah. I mean, if you're stuck, just go check something and finish your your crossword. Okay. So, I mean, when I'm stuck, you know, for example, when I have a reference to the 1940s baseball, yeah, I'm gonna you, check. You don't I don't, know. All I, the, I don't know. Yeah, you don't know the baseball players. Yeah, exactly. And, stuff. and yeah. you don't remember everything. But it's like, okay, like if you want to finish your thing, don't necessarily. Depending yeah. on how, I don't know how particular how you are about like this element of closure versus like winning the right. You know, like I. But you know, like whereas there's parts of trivia where like. Cheating is like, no, no, no. In Crossword, it was surprising for me. Like in their article, they were like, yeah, you can pretty much just. You can just Google it sometimes. Yeah, you know, like if you just say like, go for it, like just, yeah, just do it. So on the subject of uh, f- sort of discovering new words and expro- broadening or building your vocab, yeah, mm-hmm. there's like, like many ways to do it. I suppose yeah. the main way is that you have to try and meet new words as much as possible. You can oh, do it by exactly. reading, you do it by yeah. listening, song lyrics, whatever. Your way of doing it is is through these word games and yeah. one way or another, either by working out the, the words or by finding the words with other words mm-hmm. or by looking at the answers the next day when they publish the answers or something yeah you, you exactly. discover these new words and then you can find out about them and you know it's an engaging and sort of motivating way to meet new words and when you meet them you learn about them you read about them and and bingo that's how you get those words in and and so on and then you know what the difference between a mollusk and a and crustacean <laughs> do we know what it is I think we kind of, I mean, yeah. Mollusks are snails and uh, soft, squishy things soft. and crustaceans Stations, are things like crabs, yeah, crabs with exoskeletons. Exactly. Yeah. More articulations. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's like the, w- one exam, one um, feature of the crossword that's also interesting is that it, you know, when we talked about spelling bee, <clears throat> I think spelling bee is m- like it's a game where I I'll, sometimes I'll just you know read the answer to the next day and I've never heard of this word. Mm-hmm. Like in a more like I don't know 
straightforward way. Whereas because it, with the um, the cross crossword you have, I guess I'll show the spelling again now that you're recording my 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 phone and I explain a bit more. Yeah, uh, but we'll get to that uh, with the crossword because you have the the, um, the clues. There's a lot of like things about synonyms and definitions, you know. And when we talked about spelling bee, we talked about the Collins Dictionary, which has become my reference dictionary, by the way, ever since we talked. <laughs> Collins uh, Dictionary dot com. Exactly. What would Collins say? <laughs> that, that was it, wasn't it? I think so. Uh, Not sponsored. They still, don't sponsor still. this podcast, but you know, Colin, yeah. if you want to just like you know I mean, throw me on. a bone here, Colin. Exactly. Go for it. You know, Colin Collins. Yeah. Uh, we're beating the Collins drum. Phil and Collins, just get in touch, Phil. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so you have that element of, like, you know, connecting a word with a definition or, like, in context and, and a lot of synonyms. And it kind of forces you to work out, okay, what would be the yeah. word that's, like, similar to this? And, like, it kind of, like, forces you to, like, enrich your vocabulary a little bit yeah. uh, to make it a bit more diverse like that. Um, and also, what is the, the other, one of the other distinguishing elements of the New York Times crossword is that you know how hard it is depending on the day. It gets harder from Monday to Saturday. Oh, really? Yeah. So they're like, Monday, they're like, oh, it's Monday, let's make it easy. Yeah, Monday is like, you know, less than 10 minutes I can do. And then Saturday is like, usually I never finish. Because they intentionally make it more difficult yes. throughout the week. Yes. Okay. And then Saturday is kind of mid difficulty, but larger. <laughs> So it's like it's a it's a big there's more, more words. words. Yeah, exactly. Just a bigger crossword. Yeah. And then there's all the elements in it, but if you want to get into detail, I think you know the, the article is really good to to understand kind of the language of the crossword, you know, like explaining uh how clues are written, what they're expecting from you, um the fact that for example, if the the um, if the clue is like, you know, in ing then the answer is usually in ing you know like if you know it's like if they ask like the clue is a verb the answer is a verb stuff like that like they, they kind of guide yeah. you really well if there's a quote you get to know the way the clues work so exactly. as you say exactly. the part of speech will be reflected yeah. in the clue yes and and so on in a way yeah. they, they make it as as uncryptic or as clear yeah as possible when you're starting it, there's no you know they're like the tricky ones are there but leave them for now Start with the simple ones, and yeah. if you enjoy that, then you'll get eventually to like a okay. Tuesday, Wednesday, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so so yeah. should, should we should we start yeah. doing some? Um, so. Now, you said you've got some quizzes or some questions for yeah. me. Is that some examples of crosswords that you would like me to try and do? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I, I think what we can do, we can do the mini yeah. of the day. Yeah. Uh, okay. I haven't, I haven't touched it. I've kept it fresh for you. I don't do the mini every day. Do you, by uh, the way, do you have the answers for this, just in case we don't know any of them? Is there any way of, like, finally getting the answers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you do. Okay. Usually the, the mini is... is, is doable. Easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, and then what I've done is I went through some older crosswords yeah. to, like, pick some... Def I, I picked some clues for you. Okay. So we can play and, like, you know, it's going to be... Great. Let's I get. Think. Let's go. Let's get started. Right. I'm, I'm, so we have the mini. I'm up for it. So I'll describe the the, the mini again. It's like a five, yeah, five by five grid. Uh, in this one, you have one, two. I don't know how many clues we have here. We have one, two, three, four, five, ten clues. Ten clues. Ten words. So we're looking exactly. for ten, ten words, words exactly. here. So okay. First one. We have helpful reference for a tourist. Helpful reference for a tourist, tourist in three three letters. Map. 
right? Sounds good. Helpful reference for a tourist. Three letters. It's got to be. So. Yeah. It's got to be map. Map is good. It's I didn't have map, that, isn't it? Map. Um, uh, did you did you just enter that? So we got yes, that. It's yes, correct. Exactly. It's correct. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, we'll see. So if it's not correct, it's going to tell us. Now we just write it down. Okay. Dressy short. The second one in four letters. A dressy short sleeved shirt. Dressy. Dressy short sleeved shirt, dressy shirt, like, huh? Hmm. So that's a long, a dressy shirt. I imagine is a long shirt. Is it like dressy as in like classy? Dressy spelled D R E S S Y. This is American English, you see. Short sleeve. We can skip it for now. Bit weird sometimes. Dressy short sleeves sleeve shirt. I don't. What I'm having just like a skip. Shirt with short sleeves, a bit like the t-shirt I'm wearing, but a shirt like what you're wearing. But dressy like flowy. Dressy, I suppose, is long because you huh. you know a dress would be long. Uh-huh. Uh, a dress, oh, a dress shirt is a shirt that you tuck into trousers uh-huh. when you're wearing a smart suit. Yeah. So I suppose a dressy shirt is a, probably a longish shirt with short sleeves. Uh, how many letters? Four. Dressy short sleeve. It's a po- maybe a polo. Just a just a random guess. <laughs> a polo. It's four letters. P O L O. That's not bad. Yeah. We'll see. we'll see. We'll see. Uh, they have meters and motors in five letters. S- say it again. Sorry. They have meters. Oh, meters. Me- meters and motors. Motors. Meters and motors. They have meters and motors. Uh, they have motors. Well, cars. Cars mm-hmm. have. I suppose a. Is this American English again? A meter would be a um, like a. I suppose a a di- like a, a gauge, you know, mm-hmm. like a speedometer. Yeah, yeah speedometer, right? R- yeah, rev counter and a speedometer. Okay, so it's probably a a car, but that's five letters. Five letters. And car is not See, five. For letters. example, since it's like they, it means that it's a plural. You it's know not, what I mean? It's not cars though either, is it? Uh, let's skip. Let's skip. Okay, we'll have to skip that one. Meters D on a gear shift. Oh, that's American for sure. On a gear shift, meaning on a gear stick. The thing D that you is use drive, uh, uh, a, a gear shift. Oh, is a type of car. It's a manual car. So right? it says D on a gear shift. So you have a gear shift, and there's a letter D. I think they have like reverse drive. Oh wait a minute, wait a minute. What is a gear shift? A gear is it, shift is, is it the stick or is it the uh, type of car that you control the gears I think manually? It's the, it's the stick. The, the stick itself. Okay, so in but in the, in the states, my headphones are like, uncomfortable. Yeah, automatic. In, in the states, yeah, they've got most of the cars are automatic, but yeah. they still have this stick yeah. which you use to control, for, go from neutral to park to drive. Yeah, whatever. So, so D would be drive. In my D opinion. would be drive. Yeah, yeah. So you click it to D, and D must be drive. Drive. Okay. And this is blank ball. An arcade game. So the um, the clue is blank uh, hyphen ball. So it's asking us what would ball be, uh, the blank be, to complete with ball. So something arca- ball, yeah. and it's an arcade game. Those, and those it's in four letters. An arcade game is normally a computer game, like Street Fighter II or yeah. something. But uh, it's not pinball, because that's P-I-N, that's three letters, and this needs to be four letters. Something ball arcade game. I don't know. You can think of an old classic computer game, like Pac-Man or something. Something ball. (laughs) Pac-ball? No. All right. Hmm. Let's let's move to down to see... Yeah, maybe we if we can solve the down ones, we can, we can, it'll help us to get number five and number seven. We have we... Fighting Spirit. Fighting Spirit. In five letters, we have M, O, and I, if we were 
if M- we're right. M M O blank I blank yeah. fighting spirits. I think I, I might have it. My T. I forgot my T, Fred. Oh god damn it. Like crosswords are important, vocab <laughs> is important, but T for goodness sake. Yeah. It's very green. I've now got a very overbrewed cup of green tea, but I'm gonna need this. I'm yeah. gonna need the the caffeine <laughs> to help blast me through these difficult cryptic crosswords here. Mm-hmm. M-O's yeah. blank I blank for fighting spirit. I have an idea. Mm-hmm. I think it's Moxie. How do you spell Moxie? I think it's is it M O X I E? Moxie, fighting spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, I'm I'm going I'm going to check with Colin. Ooh, what would Co- Colin? I'm, sh- I'm cheating. What would Colin say? No, that, that's not cheating. It's not, as you said, Moxie, yeah. U.S. and Canadian slang. So that's why I didn't know it because yeah. it's, this is American English. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, courage, nerve, vigor. Balls. Fighting fighting spirit. Fighting spirit. Courage. He's got the moxie to exactly. to finish the crossword. Exactly. I think you're right. It must be moxie, yeah. Yes. Okay. Next one is look blank out there. So anytime I say blank, it means that like the space is left empty. Uh, and that's the one we have to fill. Look blank out there. It's a baseball cry. It's a baseball cry. cry. And we have A, L, and V. So in baseball, I don't know if you've ever actually seen baseball being played in the States or in Canada. Only on TV, but so I, very shortly because it's boring. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is extremely boring. extremely boring. It's basically lots of guys waving their bum in the air yeah. as much as I could. People as as say it's good because you get hot dogs. I'm like, I'm at home. I don't... Yeah, you can get a hot dog at home. You don't exactly. need to go and watch some guys standing around in a, on a field. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was in. I went to Canada uh, once for a month, and while I was there, sort of hung out with some guys who played baseball and went to see them play. <laughs> and there's a lot of shouting, <laughs> like as as the players go out to yeah. bat, the their teammates are shouting things like "Atta boy," <laughs> "Atta boy," which is like "At her boy" or "Go for it." Yeah. You know, and A T T A B O I. Atta boy. Atta boy. A T T A B O I. A T T E. No, A. A T T A B O Y. Atta boy. Atta boy. Which is like, come on, go for it. Yeah. Um, Atta boy. Let's go. Let's go. That sort of thing. Yeah. And there was an announcer as well. It was amazing. There was an announcer <laughs> with a with a over a speaker. It was in Winnipeg, in the middle of Canada, kind of uh, in the middle Canada. of Canada. Yeah. And the announcer was like saying, "And number thirty four, your designated hitter, Gerald Dick." That was the one that my cousin and I found the funniest. <laughs> Gerald Dick was his name, but it was number thirty four, your designated hitter, Gerald <laughs> Dick. <laughs> Gerald Dick. Gerald Dick. Gerald. Gerald, yeah. Gerald. Gerald. <laughs> um, so anyway, anyway um, it's so I, I think look blank out there is look alive. Look alive look out alive there. Look alive out there. Look alive out there. Attaboy. Yeah. So look alive, alive out there. Yeah, so alive is the word. Uh, the next one is uh, a model's stance. And we have four letters and we only have P-O and then last letter E. Oh, so this is what a model does. They strike yeah. a... What's that yeah. song by Madonna? Um, uh, Vogue? Strike yeah. the pose. Strike the, the pose. The stance. The, stance the way they, you stand. The way pose. you... Yes. So a pose. Blue steel. <laughs> One look. <laughs> Zoolander. 
I just thought there was a good movie. Great film, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good movie. Love that um, film. Then we so, have... So pose was the was the, was the the word there. Exactly. To, to ne- next we have P on the gear shift, which you said earlier. P, on, letters. The, P on the gear shift, on the gear stick, is yeah. park. Park, indeed. And then we have uh, football. Foot- oh, this is, this is going to be... A cultural football. They mean, they mean American, American football. football. American football. Yeah, exactly. Football scores for short. So then, when they say for short, they mean it's an abbreviation. An abbreviation like uh, UK meaning exactly. an abbreviation for the United Kingdom. So yes. football scores abbreviation. Yes. In, Third down and ten. In this case, uh, it's the the um, the classic way to score in a football game is a touchdown, which is abbreviated in TD. And so we have three letters, and it says football football scores. So it's a plural, because the Touch, clue touchdowns. Is a, so it's going to be TDs, TDS. Yeah, TDS. Touchdowns, uh, TDS. And here, congrats. We have finished the we, mini puzzle. We only took nine minutes and two seconds. Yeah. We're also talking everything, so you know. Yeah. But you had great guesses on polo and map, and mm. I guess the one that stumped us was. A taxi. They have meters and motors. A taxi Taxis meter. have meters and motors as yes. well, of course. Right. Yes. Excellent, excellent. Taxis. Okay, so there you go. That's oh, the, and what was it? So, a new words here. I mean, we know... Ski ball. Ski. All right, hold on. Yeah. Right, map, we know. Polo, yeah. polo shirt, yes. we know. The dressy one. Uh, uh, dressy. I, yeah, interesting that dress, because I guess... When a shirt, like I said, dress yeah, shirt. Read dressy was like more classy, like uh, formal. Oh, smart. Yeah, smart. right. That's what yeah. they meant. Dressy. Oh, that's yeah. a real dressy shirt you're wearing there, yeah. buddy. <laughs> Meaning it's. Uh, I don't know. I thought it had buddy. It just sounds very American. Yeah, that's a movie Why from would... '93, and the person just said that does not like people <laughs> yeah. very much. Um, it's a real dressy shirt you got there, buddy. Buddy. Yeah, okay, I've just got um, weird American English in my head yeah. from films. But anyway, so um, they they said a dressy shirt, they mean a smart shirt. That was the yeah. polo shirt, yeah. like a Ralph Lauren or something. Exactly. Taxis, we know. Drive, we know. Uh, park, uh, moxie, which was the courage and yeah. fighting spirit. Alive, pose, and ski, ski ball. Yeah, I've heard that, but I wouldn't have remembered. Like ski ball is that game where there's... Uh, um, a kind of a table and lots of little holes in the table and there's okay. air blowing up through the holes and you have <laughs> okay. a plastic thing in your hand and then there's a, a plastic disc or puck mm-hmm. and you kind of have to bash the puck. Oh, it, like the like the hockey... Air hockey. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. We, we call it air hockey and I think in yeah. the States it's ball. ski ball. Oh, okay, Ski okay. ball. I, th- I, I played it recently. I, must, I just forget the name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you, exactly. there you go. Okay. I, I, I played it with an American. I think she called it air hockey too. Really? Yeah. Maybe hmm. it's like, no, 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 no. I'm not saying it's not that. Let's I'm check. wondering. Let me just check. Ski ball. Let me just be sure. I wouldn't want to get it wrong. Oh, no. Look, oh, look. I'm wrong, it's a Fred. different. I oh. am wrong. Uh, you know, I am never wrong. I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. I'm just. Um, Misguided. Yeah. Just, I just uh, fell asleep for a second. Yeah. Um, Okay, that I've seen in movies only. I've never played this. Wait, so what are we looking at here? How can a we just... ski ball machine. So, yeah, this is the sort of thing you do get in, a, in an arcade where yeah. there is, is, I guess, a flat runway yeah. and then on an incline there are various holes. Concentric holes. Yeah, and you, the idea is you've got to uh, roll the ball up and, it, and try and make it... F- 
fall into one of the holes. Yeah. You get points for different holes. The the closer to the center you get, the, or I mean, different differently scored. I guess some of these holes yes. are very difficult to get the ball in. Exactly. And so you get more points for those. That's ski ball. All right. So not air hockey at all. No, no, no. I've never played it. Okay. Ski ball. Ski ball. Yeah. Hey, do you, hey, you want to go and play ski ball? <laughs> Any old arcade? Hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go play ski ball? Oh That's it. awesome. What if you go home and you just start speaking like that for like three days? <laughs> My wife would worrying leave. your whole your entire family. My wife would leave me. <laughs> She'd be, she would say, "This is not what I signed up for." Mm. Hey, honey, do you want to go play ski ball? <laughs> hey, buddy, never call me like that again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was the mini crossword. Let's mini crossword. So that's like your introduction. I, I invite you to like do more minis. The minis are all free, from what I've seen. Uh, yeah. on the website so nice little you know you still learn you know if you don't know moxie you learn moxie's yeah. keyball i was yeah. wondering oh. sort of british equivalents for this you could go to well you can actually buy uh books of crosswords oh, yeah. like, like in on paper i'm, I'm sure know? there's like a lot of free resources online for crosswords yeah, i mean you, i just yeah just go to the you know your generic i just find this easy source because i'm already subscribing to them but yeah. like yeah yeah oh i'm i am sure and again like even just with archive you don't even need new ones necessarily i yeah. mean the new ones are interesting because they're also like current you have references to like movies from mm -hmm. you know, and and news sometimes yeah but i mean as far as vocabulary goes you you probably have a, a lot of information online mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. going yeah for sure just want to check one quick thing yeah go ahead british english Crosswords puzzles. There it is. Uh, Lingua press. Okay, crossword quick. The guard. Hundred quick crosswords using British English. This is actually from Amazon. Other bookshops are available. So this is a book that you can get called British Crosswords. A hundred quick crosswords using British English. Yeah, it's a paperback. So you, you know you could look for that, or you just go online. The Guardian, but I mean the Guardian ones. Oh, this is the quick one, the cryptic one. The quick Guardian crossword mm. is pretty difficult. We're not gonna we're not gonna do it now. Mm. We're not gonna do it. But anyway, my advice, listeners. I don't know how, I don't know how difficulty works here. So, I, I would just say my advice to to, to oh, the oh. listeners and viewers here is that if you are looking for British English crosswords, then you know you could just Google it and you will find some. And you could even buy books of crosswords that you can just fill in by hand. Not quite as environmentally friendly, but uh, you know, there you go. Um, All right. I um. Okay. If you want, now I can go to the selected clues. I've gotten all of from like the re the more recent ones. I didn't go dig for like. So what you've done here is you've gone through some of your recent yes. crosswords yes. At the, uh, and you've, you've picked out some select cr clues. So this is a exactly. word quiz now that you're yes, going to do. Exactly. You're the quiz master. And, I am. And I am. Okay. And I'm, I'm, I can work you through things and like, you know, nothing. So I've, I've sort yeah. of like gone from like lower to higher difficulty, more or less. You, you never know how difficulty works for people. You're not in people's brain. I've gone to like for Mondays, so like the later days. Okay, so some of these will be more difficult than others. Okay, yeah. may the gods of English vocabulary <laughs> smile upon me. Collins, Oxford. Colin, if you're out there. Miriam and Webster. Miriam and Webster, Longman, the Longman. <laughs> Longman? Longman, yeah. 
Huh. Did no? the yeah, the Longman you... Dictionary of Contemporary English. Very good. Great. An excellent dictionary. Oh, yeah? Never heard of it. Yeah, there's there's Longman, Longman, Macmillan as well. Yes, Macmillan, I know. Macmillan, uh, Cambridge, Oxford, and, and Collins. Yeah, yeah those I'm are my... I'm still discovering the, the dic famous five. dictionaries at my age. That's incredible. We keep plugging... The, the somebody... Will, will, will these dictionaries please uh, send me some... Who's the publishing house? Harper or something? Harrops? Who's, who well, does? Collins is Collins. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Let's stop, let's, let's Oxford, stop mentioning yeah. them because uh, exactly. you know, they haven't sent me any, <laughs> any form of remuneration. Not even, uh, a, not even a dictionary, which would be the, the I know, the least, it's the least they could do, isn't it? I, um, Macmillan did send me a phrasal verb dictionary oh, because, because really I, nice. I, won their, I won a competition. Oh, for best blog for the about the English language. Even nice, though even though it's a podcast. Don't tell anyone. It's an audio blog. Don't tell them. Well, I did actually have a blog as well. Anyway, anyway, right. Let's get to the clues. Here we go. I'm so, ready. Are you ready, listeners? Are you ready, viewers? Do you woo! think you will you be able to beat me? You can you can clap at home if you're ready for if this. If you beat me, listeners, then you know leave a comment to to, <laughs> to, to, to tell me. So, yeah. Oh, please do. Please gloat. Do. Please feel free to feel free. No, feel free. From the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Ugh, feel free. No, don't do that. <laughs> he he might not like it. He might not. Uh, but feel free to gloat and ha ha ha, I beat you, Luke. Feel free to do that if you beat me. All right. Otherwise, just feel free to learn from the master, the vocab master. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go. Uh, all right. So the first one I have is campaign for office in three letters. Run. Run Not exactly campaigned, campaigned for, for ran, office. ran, ran, indeed, ran. because campaigned so passed, yeah, passed. So to run for office, mm -hmm. exactly. He ran for office, indeed. Okay, meaning he tried uh, to tried to become elected. Exactly. Deal with my headphones. It's really uncomfortable. We have next. I have urban air pollution in four. Urban air pollution in four letters. Yes. Urban air pollution. Urban, so urban meaning in the city, air yeah. pollution, so that's like emissions, smog, S-M-O-G, smog, smog, which is when you look out at the city and you see like a dirty yeah. sort of yeah. uh, haze over the city, yeah. it's, a, it's a mix of sort of pollution and maybe a bit of uh, fog or yeah. cloud, it's smog, smoke yeah. and fog combined, yeah. smog. Exactly. I think it's a portmanteau. Yes, which is a combination a of, two. of two words: so smoke plus fog equals smog. Another portmanteau I discovered way too late is brunch. Oh yeah, which is a mix of breakfast and lunch. I might have talked about this here before because I, it kind of broke my mind when re I realized it's its own distinct thing, but also not. But the thing is about brunch, it is a yeah. combination between lunch and breakfast. But mm -hmm. in Paris, like brunch is definitely a thing on a Sunday. Yeah, but exactly. you see brunch, they advertise brunch in restaurants and cafes. Brunch, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Exactly. How is that a mix of lunch and <laughs> breakfast? That's just lunch. <laughs> it's just a long lunch. I don't understand it. It's a it. long lunch with a lot of eggs. Yeah, it's like, you know, fair enough, 11 a.m., fair yeah. enough. But like most brunches occur, yeah. like, you know, my wife's like, oh, we've got a brunch on Saturday with blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then we end up sitting down at 1.30. I'm like, this yeah. is, how is this brunch? This, this is, is lunch hour. This is just lunch. Exactly. You should be eating, I guess it's because you're, either you come at nine and you only eat like, you know, like, I don't know, <laughs> lasagna. <laughs> or if you come after one, you only eat like cereals. Yeah, you shouldn't let you mix. Depending so, on when to to have the full brunch experience, you can only eat lunch food 
until 11 and starting at 11 breakfast, breakfast food. food only yeah 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 they, they take the lunch food away from you if you try to eat it right and then mm -hmm. slap it out of your hands like that <laughs> you're exactly. not allowed to eat toast when do you sit down at that table 12 this is brunch not breakfast <laughs> god damn it um uh, so brunch is a portmanteau word, and yeah. and so is smog um, and uh, hangry. Is portmanteau a portmanteau? No. Port, portmanteau, portmanteau. That's the direct French. What would Colin say? It's a direct French, uh, like the, the yeah, like a coat carrier. Portmanteau. Portmanteau is yeah. the French pronunciation. Let's see what Colin would say. Is it is it itself a portmanteau? Portmanteau, manteau. Portmanteau. Oh, look at American English. Where does it say American Usually English? Usually down there. It's also having down it. here. Portmanteau. Portmanteau. What? What's the second one? This is two. Portmanteau. 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 Portmanteau so sounds like Orlando and also like he's insane. So <laughs> listeners, basically it's either portmanteau, portmanteau, or portmanteau. Apparently you can stress it on whatever <laughs> syllable you want. Um, okay. Um, all right. Next. Next one we have rowing tool in three letters. Rowing tool. So if you're in a boat. Yes. You know when you're in a boat, everyone, right? Mm -hmm. And you can like, what should we do? Should Both? we just heard of them? Yeah. On the water. Living around. You're in a little boat, a rowing boat, maybe. Mm. And you think, what should we do? Should we just stay here and not move? Yeah. Or should we sort of move around a bit? What yeah. do you need to move? You could just paddle with your hands. Yes. Or get a paddle in the water, one of them. Or you get those fancy things that are very long, and you sit, and maybe you're... Yeah, exactly. You have one in one hand, one in the other hand, and you, in a very graceful and sort of... Yeah. Uh, uh, nice way you you row your way around this lake that you're on exactly. using what are these long things that long wooden things that go into the water they are oars exactly o a r o a r oar perfect got it yes it's also I mean also Olympic sport rowing are yes you, are the British we're very good at rowing yeah you're good at yeah that, right it's one of the things we do yeah um, Oxford and Cambridge as well every year oh, they, yeah. they have the, what's the name the, of the, the race the boat race the, oh <laughs> <laughs> it's very original, very imaginative name for a race. There's, there's, there's probably a more full. Oh my god, the boat race! Oh, they really, they really took a half a second there, to come there, up with that one, huh? There, there must be a. It's the Oxford and Cambridge boat race. Oh my god! But otherwise known as the, the boat, boat race. race. The boat race. Yeah, there's only mm -hmm. one boat race. Exactly. And it's that talking one. About. Oxford and Cambridge every year. Oh, they... look at race results. Who's who's leading? Who's leading? Uh. So race results in total. So, um, oh, oh, oh that's Wikipedia. Know. If you go down Wikipedia here, yeah, who's leading? Who, who Oxford or Cambridge? Uh, uh, okay, a number of wins. Cambridge are in the lead. Ooh, eighty-five uh, with, to eighty-one. They've, they've won it eighty-five times, whereas Oxford have only won it eighty-one times. Ooh. We always support Oxford. That's the, the men's one. Race. What's about what about the women's one? The women's one. Where go would down. I same, same, same side. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 46 to 30. So Cambridge is the better... They are better at rowing. Yes, better at rowing. Well done, Cambridge. Great great arms. Congratulations. Great arms. Great, uh, great combination. Yeah. Okay, then. Fine, anyway. <laughs> the boat race. The boat race. Um, boat race is also Cockney rhyming slang. Did you know that? Look at his boat race. What? Boat race face. Yeah. Oh, cognitive. Look at the, you've seen the look on his boat. <laughs> means 
Bud Ray's Boat face. Bud Ray's face. Oh, I didn't in, know that. In Cockney rhyming slang. That's another story for yeah. another time. And maybe we need to do another Cockney thing. When, I'm sure you've done... I haven't really done Cockney rhyming slang. It comes yeah. up sometimes, but I've never done a, a, an episode exclusively about okay, rhyming is it, is it like, No one really uses it anymore, to be is honest. Is it like London accent? Yeah, like so... London slang, like... Cockney specifically mm-hmm. is only a very specific part of London. Mm. And they say that to to officially be a Cockney, you need to have been born within the sound of the bells from a specific church in Bow oh. in East London. Wow. Um, and if you are born within the within that area, then you can be considered Co- a Cockney. Cockney. And um, I mean, and Cockneys, yeah, have a specific sort of culture and a specific uh, sort of dialect, which yeah. it used to and probably still does to an extent contain a certain kind of slang, yeah. which involve lots of rhyming. So apples okay. and pears is stairs. Dog and bone is phone. <laughs> and okay. Britney Spears beers. Okay, um, that's recent. That's a recent one. <laughs> that is a recent one. So it's still kind of alive. Yeah, they're still you know at least the thousands. It's, it's it's fun. It's fun, and some people use them a little bit, um, but uh, for the most part, the, people don't really use them that much anymore. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, next one. Uh, this one just for you. Kisses and caresses in British lingo in five letters. Kisses and caresses. In British lingo. Kisses. Caresses. That's where you stroke, you know, the one that you love. To caress. You kiss and stroke the one that you love. Kisses and caresses. In British lingo. British lingo. Yeah. Five letters. So, again, kisses and caresses. So, plural. So, it's a plural. So, the word itself is four letters and the fifth one is S. Uh, Wait, the word is four letters plus an S. Yeah. So, that's why it's five. Kisses and caresses. Cuddles, no. Hugs, no. Uh, 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 uh. If you want, I can, I can, you can ask Most. for the first letter. Yeah, come on, give me the first letter then. S. S. Snog. Snog. Snogs. I- indeed. It's not just kisses and caresses. So, uh-huh. snog is specifically is, is what is also known as a French kiss. That's mm. a snog. So, it's basically a passionate ki- a kiss mm-hmm. involving tongues. That's a snog. They say kisses and the, the that's clue. Kisses and caresses. Yeah, but kisses and caresses. Be, you want French kiss without of, caressing? <laughs> yeah. Unless you're mental. As, as, yeah. Like, no you hands. Just like, yeah. You only, only snogging with no hands. Exactly. Of course, caressing would be involved. Yeah, mm. I suppose so. Yeah. But I mean, the crucial, I think the crucial I guess factor. You would have preferred French kisses in British lingo. I suppose so, yeah. Which is a nice clue, by the way, French and British. Making out in American English. Or getting off with someone in British English. So kissing... With oh, wait. Getting off with someone is only make... Getting off with someone. Well, okay. I think so we're slowly escalating as we, like we're making syn- synonyms. From first base to second base or whatever it is, third base. Baseball again. Yeah. Um, so, all right. To be clear, <laughs> snogging is passionately kissing, mm-hmm. probably with tongues. Oh, it's getting a bit sexy. Oh. <laughs> Steamy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Making out in American English is the yeah. same thing. Mm-hmm. Then also in, in British English, we have to get off with someone, which most usually is just snogging, but it could mean more. Yeah. And there we go. We'll leave it there. Yeah, exactly. Let's, con- let's continue. Um, this is like the first kind of fun one. It may pop before a toast. It may pop before a toast. A toast. Yes. Ah. 
So you, you might be thinking, what breakfast? Like a breakfast mm-hmm. only at Christmas. Yes. So it may pop like that kind of pop. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> One of my many skills. You see, I have a, I have a particular set of skills, Fred. <laughs> I can do this. Oh, nice. Pop. So it may pop before a toast. Exactly. So the toast that, that they're talking about is when you raise a glass exactly. and say, I'd like to propose a toast That's to Freddie Yango and mm-hmm. word word quizzes. And Ooh. everyone goes, to Freddie Yango and word quizzes. Ching. And then you drink. So yes. it may pop. So that would be a cork from a bottle, probably yes. a bottle of champagne yes. or maybe English sparkling wine. <laughs> or Prosecco. Or Who Prosecco or, or, or one of the others. Yeah, exactly. So, yes, the answer is cork. Cork. Perfect. A cork yes. pops out. C-U-R-K. That's the, the, the lid of a bottle. Mm, the stopper. The stopper. Of a bottle, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Out it comes and you glug, 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 glug. And then you have a toast and then you have a drink. Yeah, okay. Perfect. Cork. The next one is Doe's Mate. So, Doe's like D-O-E. Apostrophe S. Doe like a kind of deer. Exactly. Doe a deer, a female deer. It's from a musical. Uh, uh, anyway, you don't know that. I'm not a musical. You're, You're the musical one. Yeah, but anyway. So, uh, those Doe's mate. mate. So the mate of a doe. Yes. D-O-E, meaning a female deer. Uh, how many letters? Four. Deer. No. No. Uh, buck. B-U-C-K. Uh, not this one. Hmm, but what's I, the name I, of a male deer? Stag. Yes. S-T-A-G. Stag is the one. Think of a deer with big antlers on its yes. head, proud. But I guess, is buck a synonym? Buck. Let's, let's what is a buck? Because I think... Uh, what would Colin say? Yeah, let's, let's stick with Colin. I feel like Wikipedia is like the big guns. There's buck, uh, many meanings of buck. So yes. buck is an American dollar. Yeah, the male of various bucks. animals, including the deer, antelope, rabbit... And kangaroo. <laughs> so I was right, actually. Uh, yeah, a yeah. buck is the name of a deer. I mean, obviously, in the, in um, in a crossword, you know, it needs to fit with the crossword itself. So. Yeah, but also we've got more um, uh, to buck the trend, meaning when you do something different from the trend. Mm-hmm. If a horse bucks, bit, if a horse bucks, it kicks its back legs in the air or jumps in the air. Yeah. Um, Okay, but uh, stag was the answer. Uh, a male deer. Yes. You think of a deer with its big antlers yeah. out there in the country. In the, in the large category of like male and female animals having different names. Stag and doe. I think it's a nice one as, as yeah. well. Yeah. Or buck and doe, as you say. Yeah. And the babies of fawn. Fawn, right. Fawn. Fawn, fawn. Yeah. F A W. Which is the name of my iPhones and iPhone. Right. <laughs> just, just for fun. Just for, just for fun. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's go. We have the next one um, is the clue is angers. Angers. In, in to, four letters. Angers to make someone angry. This angers him. Mm-hmm. It really angers me yeah. that people let their dogs poo on the street. Exactly. It really angers me. It really yes. makes me angry. In four letters. Yes. It really angers me. This one is is like a more of a classic. It's not very commonly used, but it's a very classic crossword. I've been fiddling. Sorry, I've been interrupted. I've been fiddling. Video viewers will will lose their no, minds. They, they've been losing their minds because of the amount I've been fiddling with these headphones. Yeah. Because for some reason, when they press on the top of my head, it makes my head ache. So maybe if I do that, a little itchy in the ear. 
But no, it's not the ears, it's the top. Oh, the top. the top. Well, I have this cushion, so I'm safe. The top of my head, it actually sort of makes my head ache. It's all right now. I've readjusted. I'm going to leave them alone now, I promise. So, what was it? Angers in, in four, four letters. In four letters. 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 Uh, four letters. Angers. Do you have uh, a lot of people with American accents on your... What? Guests? Yeah. Uh, less than British. Yeah, Yeah. Sure. Every now and then I have American guests, yeah. Because mm -hmm. obviously, you know, I want every. you know, yeah. American English is also okay. It, that American English counts too. But yeah, most of my guests are yeah. Brit, Brits, I think. Yeah. Letters. Yeah, letters, letters, letters. But yeah. Um, so, Angers, it really, uh, uh, hmm, uh, four it's, letters. Yeah, it's it sort really, of an older word. Also, like I discovered it in French. It's the same in French and also like in crosswords, I think. So it really, um, no, rage. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. It's anger. So because it's the it's, third person, the answer is in the third person. So it needs well. an S on the end or an ES on the end. Yeah. It really, uh, I, three letters. That's quite tricky. Yeah. It's not, it, uh, it enrages is obviously too long. Yeah. It's, um, Infuriates, no. Want the first letter? Yes, please. I. It, it I, 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 I's. It, exactly. I's me. I, R, E, S. Exactly. I, 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 or someone. Yes. That's very, it's very, old, that's very old fashioned. Exactly. I'd say that's not really in common yeah. usage these days, maybe mm -hmm. literary language. But exactly. But I it's very common in, because short words like that are very useful for, I think, Crossword builders because it's like oh ire and Scrabble as well exactly little exactly. words very useful so ire i r e yeah. and I think, uh, yeah it's also in also exists in French ire okay yes it ires me but mm. yeah no I would never say that no no yeah no this okay is fun yes yeah, good that's good to know it's the sort of thing you would read in a book that would <laughs> come sure. up in yeah. a book yeah when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss uh, for this one it's also like a, th a three letter word uh, and this one I just I just have I just kind of collected different um, uh, definitions for it uh, fuss kerfuffle trouble tizzy hubbub brouhaha or ballyhoo oh wonderful so these are, this is when, and I've, I've talked about this on the podcast before, mm -hmm. where you're in, you're at home and you hear a noise outside mm -hmm. in the street and it's like, hmm, what's all that? Mm -hmm. What's that noise? It sounds like maybe people are arguing or having a fight. There's yeah. like some, there's a fuss, there's a hubbub of people talking. There's a yeah. kerfuffle going on outside. <laughs> Indeed. What were the, what were the, some Ballyhoo. 
that what's this ballyhoo? A brouhaha. A brouhaha. Yeah. Those are old-fashioned sounding words. Exactly. Some people are having a tizzy. Tizzy is one of these, yeah. They're arguing. What's all the fuss about? Exactly. There's a bit of, bit of noise outside. Um, fuss and hubbub is like the sound of people talking. Maybe if you've got a, uh, a restaurant downstairs, people talking while they're eating. That's a hubbub of people. Mm -hmm. But a fuss is like there's a problem and there's, yeah, a, no yeah. there's a noise. Um, a tizzy is like, okay. Tizzy is like people are having yeah. an argument. They're yeah. having a tizzy. Trouble is, I mean. Trouble, we know. Yeah. yeah it's just a generic word. Ballyhoo is just fun. Ballyhoo is like old-fashioned. Old <laughs> What's all this ballyhoo? What's all this ballyhoo about? And what was the other one? Um, kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. Which I, is I, quite I, nice. Yeah, we, we've gone through like, yeah, there was seven seven possible clues. So all they've all been clues. Uh, I don't know I don't know if it's in, in crosswords for the same three-letter word. Oh, my God. A three-letter word that's in this synonym group. Yeah. Fuss. What's this? <laughs> Three-letter word. Mm -hmm. Oh God, I'm, I don't know. Breathe, breathe. <laughs> you can, use you the, can call use, the, the, use the force. Use the force, Luke. <laughs> Stretch out with your feelings. That's my Obi Wan Kenobi yeah. vocab uh, Jedi that talks to me in these situations. Stretch out with your feelings, Luke. Use the force. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I need my targeting computer. <laughs> I can't do it without it. First letter? Yes, please. A. What's all that? Ah, 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 ah. Hmm. For some reason, I can just think of the word ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the word, though, is it? What's that? Some ass outside. <laughs> Doesn't work. No, that's What's wrong. What's that ass going on out there? <laughs> no, it's not that. Um... I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna kick myself now. Go on, tell me the answer. I give you a last clue. Yeah, Shakespeare. Again, I think of ass because of <laughs> what? a donkey. An ass is a donkey. Uh -huh. In in Midsummer Night's Dream, one of the characters has a, an ass's uh -huh. head, a donkey's head. It's like the, it's in the title of uh, one of his plays. Um 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 um, art. No, 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 no. Much ado, 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 much ado about much nothing. Ado about nothing. Yeah, the word is ado. Again, not not a, not a word I would use in that situation. It not at all. Noise outside, and I say to my wife, "What is all that ado outside? There yeah, seems exactly. to be a um, a, a brouhaha." She'd throw you back in your she, time she'd machine. Be like, huh? <laughs> the 1930s called. Yes. They want their vocab back. Yeah. Okay. So ayer and ado were really like crossword. Like you just see them all the time, and then when you know you, so it is like kerfuffle in three letters, and then when you do it more, you're like, okay, that, this is a do, yes, or a do's. Um, next one blocked as a river, blocked, yes, as a river, mm -hmm. like, in I mean, six a, letters, as a river, meaning like a river, mm -hmm. yes, six letters, blocked, like in the sense of a river, in the sense of a, the way that a river can be blocked, mm -hmm. dam, dammed. Damned. Damned. Exactly. D-A-M-M-E-D. -E Not D-A-M-N. That's like damn, damn. and blast. Oh, God you, damn. That's D-A. I think you pronounce it the same in Brazilian. Same pronunciation. Damn. damn. It's damned and damned. And if, if I, when I, I say damn. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Yeah. So. Da so. I would say damn. Wait a minute. When you say, when you say damn it, yeah. you say. Damn it. And when there's a, a block across a yeah. river. A damn. It's the same. Damn, damn? 
Damn, <laughs> I guess damn. In my head, it sounds different, but I guess. So, so for you, the 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 uh, the expression of frustration is damn. an ah. It's a da- it's damn. A, it's a damn. Damn. I, I will say I. I, I, I damn. guess I wouldn't say the Hoover damn. Oh, I guess it's it's the same. Oh, uh, I see. So when you say damn it, you actually go damn. 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 Yeah, but, a bit and then the across a ri- across a river that's a, a damn. damn. Okay, yeah. so for me it's the same. Damn. Oh. Damn and damn. Maybe it's the same but I just like, you know, I'm not American so I don't have an actual but you do perfect hear, American accent. Do you so. hear a lot of Americans who say god damn. Damn. Yeah. God damn. God damn. Yeah. God damn. Anyway, so damn is a, a thing that they use to block a river, you yeah. know, the da- a dam across a river. Yeah. Um, they being people or beavers. People or beavers. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Um, I was thinking of beavers. Next one. Whenever I say they, I mean beavers. They, yeah. Oh, no. So this one is in quotes, so it's an expression. So it's like you so, need kind of a synonym to this expression. So in quotes, you have hold your, hold your horses. Wait. Four liters. Perfect. Oh, I got it. To hold your horses. Hold your horses means wait. We've had that. That's been on the podcast recently. That happened at the beginning of an episode recently. I was like, okay, listeners, just hold your horses, which means wait. It's quite literal. It's a nice one. Hold on to your horses so they don't go. Hold your horses. So sometimes you have a lot of things in quotes. I saw one that was, uh, I think it was like shush or something. And the answer was zip it. Zip it. Zip it. Just zip, 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 zip it, meaning be quiet. That was, yeah, exactly. that's a good one. Uh, all right. One. Now we're going to get a bit into um, trickier ones. Oh, dear. They have a question mark. The question mark means um, that the, the, the meaning of the words in the clue are not straightforward. Uh, the meaning of the words in the clue are not straightforward. Yeah, I think I can, I can, uh, I can f- probably find an example here from the uh, the 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 New York the the New York Times article talking about like you know trickier clues mm-hmm. um, itself. So yeah, the, a question mark at the end of a clue means it not it should not be taken at face value. So it's cryptic. It's a bit more cryptic. Uh, they have um, an example being current events. A current event usually is like something that's in the news. Mm. But current events, question mark, should make you question the meaning of one of these words. Oh, like current, because current could mean electricity. Exactly. Or something aquatic, like in the water. Yeah. And in this instance, for example, the answer is tides. It's okay. a current event. Uh, the see question what mark did. is a wink. It's a huge current event. They're clever, aren't they? Exactly, exactly. So that's what it is. Okay. So I've selected a few ones uh, for you. The first one being drop a line. Drop a line. Technically, drop a line is to call, call someone. someone. But in the sense, it's drop a line. Go fishing. Fish, exactly. To drop a, a literal line. line. You drop a line when you go fishing, you drop a line into the water with a little hook on the end. Exactly. And a uh, little fishy comes along and. <laughs> Those are the sound effects of catching a fish. Exactly. Flip, splash, splash, splash. Splash, splash, splash. Mm, Un- unhook, yummy. Admire the fish and let the fish go. The click of the camera. 
Uh, yes, exactly. Drop a line is fish. Uh, ooh, I like this one. Mini freezer. What? Mini freezer? Yeah. Mini. What's the mini freezer? Mini freezer. Well, a mini freezer would be a small, a small thing that you would use to keep uh, ice yes. inside or ice cream. Exactly. Or peas. Yeah. But in this case, it's mini freezer in five letters. Mini freezer? So what's mini could mean small, but mini is also a kind of car. But what, a mini freezer? Like a, but why would you freeze a car? Maybe unless you went driving in Greenland. In a mini. <laughs> Greenland uh, road trip, though. That's too many letters. Mini freezer? Mini freezer. So okay. freezer. You, you found the, 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 the real meaning of mini, which is not small, but the type of car. Okay, so I got Now that. you have to decipher the meaning of freezer. Mini freezer. To freeze something. To st- to freeze can mean stop. Like Indeed. freeze. Freeze. Meaning stop. So a mini freezer? A mini freezer would be uh, a brick wall, <laughs> like a big stone wall. Yeah, it would it would certainly freeze and, and total the car. It would just smash it to be, it would destroy it. Yeah, but that's not the answer. Mini freezer break. Yes, B R A K E. Yes, uh, which, a mini freezer is a brake. A brake. So uh, brake is the uh, thing in the car. One of the pedals. You press the second, press the acceleration. The, press the pedal in the middle, and the exactly. mini stops. Or the handbrake. If you want to do a cool handbrake turn in a mini, yeah, like that. So this is this is getting into this the area sucks. where like crosswords are getting really fun because you see mini freezer and you're like, what? A mini freezer? Yeah, like a mini is a car. Freezer means stopping. Something that stops a mini, it would be the brake in the mini and handbrake, (laughs) handbrake turn. Yeah, check out my cool handbrake turn in my mini, which I don't. I'm just, I'm just screaming the roll down the window. Hey, baby, do you (laughs) you want to have a ride? And the girl's like, "Uh, No, you loser. That's a mini. Um, It's dangerous driving. I don't (laughs) like that. Not cool. Jog on. When, when I, I liked when I saw it. Uh, good or bad vacuum review? Good or bad vacuum review? Mm-hmm. Question, Question mark. mark. In five letters. Good or bad vacuum review? So a vacuum, mm-hmm. a vacuum cleaner, mm-hmm. like a... Oh no, what was that? I just sucked something up. And what was it? Oh, and I'll never know. It's lost forever now. Because you don't just open the vacuum cleaner, do you? Anyway, uh, vacuum... <laughs> that bag is, is out of reach. What is it? Good or bad vacuum review? Good or bad vacuum... So you're going to buy a vacuum cleaner. You go on the website for mm-hmm. the vacuum cleaner yeah. and you look at the reviews. Yeah. Good or it's bad... Five letters. All right. Good or bad vacuum review? I can't think of a double meaning. Vacuum is obviously just anywhere where there's no air. Mm-hmm. Like space is a vacuum but a vacuum cleaner. Mm-hmm. So where's the vacuum? Meaning where's the vacuum cleaner? Good or bad vacuum review? Um, online reviews for vacuum cleaners. Mm-hmm. A Hoover is a kind of a vacuum cleaner. Five letters. Mm-hmm. Good or bad vacuum review? Yes. It's not like Amazon or something, is it? Because no. that's where you'd get good or bad vacuum reviews. Um, as, oh, no, it's not no. even that's six letters. Um, it's good review or bad review? Kind of at the same time. 
good review or bad review, yeah. mixed, mm-hmm. mixed review with the same word. A mixed review is is where there's like both no, 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 good no. and bad comments. The, the 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 word the answer is both a good review, yeah, a good vacuum review, and a bad vacuum I'm, review. I've lost. I don't know the answer. The answer is sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good that's really good isn't that's it that's great that's a good joke cro- crosswords builders they're, they're really good so to dissect the frog here yes. listeners so uh, sucks it's a good review of a vacuum cleaner and a bad review because the good review is like yeah it sucks it does it, it, it sucks in the, the debris and the dirt it does the job that it should do yeah it exactly. sucks it works it sucks yeah. and then the other we understand the bad review it, it, it sucks it sucks it's it, terrible because it doesn't suck <laughs> but if it doesn't suck, then it then it's, that's good, no? Because it's like, hey, what do you think of this vacuum cleaner? It, it doesn't sucks. suck. Why? Oh, so it's good. No, no it's no, not no. good. Why? Exactly. Because it doesn't <laughs> suck. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Confusion. Confusion yeah. reigns supreme. So that, that was a good one. I remember that one. Um, this one, uh, this one, a little trick as well. Locale for drawers in the study. Locale for drawers in the study. Yeah. So, so let's... <laughs> In the study? Question mark. So, question mark. Is Dr- drawers yeah. are. So the, let's let's start. Yes, with the the normal one. Yeah. So a locale is like a, a location. A location. A yeah. locale is mm-hmm. a location. The locale of the restaurant yeah. is the location of the yeah, restaurant. Exactly. So if you say locale for the drawers in the study, thing that you think about drawers like drawers that you pull out of a the desk, furniture. they contain all of the. Yeah, but everyone's got a drawer in their exactly. home. You, you you keep your knives and forks in a drawer yeah, in the kitchen. Exactly. You pull the drawer out, get your knife and fork, put the yes, close the drawer. D R A W E R drawer exactly uh, drawer drawer. Drawer. Drawer in British English. Yeah. In American English, like... A drawer. I would say drawer. 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 Because of the <laughs> R in the end. It's always yeah. complicated when there's an R involved. Drawer. Yeah. And drawer. Anyway, draw. A draw. Draw. Yeah. In the study, draw. the study also being like a room. Study is a room in your home mm. where you would have a desk and some yeah. books and you do work, like you do do some desk work, you know, typing yeah. or studying in the study. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so what, the locale? For drawers in the for study? For drawers in the study. Ooh, so this is also, it's a long one. It's like. So drawers could mean yeah. drawing with a pencil, mm-hmm. illustrating. Yeah. So it's, the, it's nine letters in two words. Um, and so it, it, could this be describing that kind of um, special desk that you use for doing illustrations? No, that's not the meaning of drawer in this case. It's not the meaning of that. Is that kind of the, it's not that kind of drawer. What else could a, d- a drawer be? Um, is it uh, underpants? Because in America, your drawers oh. are your, are your undi- underpants, is aren't they? Is it drawl, like D-A-R-W-L? No, drawl is an accent. Oh yeah, yeah. So exactly. you know, he speaks with a southern drawl. Yeah, true. He speaks with that kind of southern accent. I can. Yeah, that's a southern Matthew, drawl. Matthew McConaughey kind of. Yeah, indeed. All right, all right, all right. That's a southern drawl. Uh, but so no, a drawer in the study. Drawer in the study. So all I can think of is draw with a pencil, which to illustrate mm-hmm. a draw, which is D R A W. Yeah. Draw where you keep your knives and forks. D R A W E R. Draws, D R A W. We're 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 on the drawing side with the pencil. It's the pencil side. Yeah. So a drawer would be. Oh God, I'm I'm confused here. Someone who draws. Uh, an artist. Yeah. An artist. Yeah. 
So a locale for a drawer in the study. Oh. But the location of a drawer, the uh, okay, I, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. Yeah, it's an artist then. It's a it's a, it's an art school. Art school. The locale for a drawer in the study. I he's, see. He's in the study of drawing. He's studying drawing. The location where a drawer, uh, a person who draws, yes. would study yeah. is an art school. school. There okay. you go. Okay. Okay. I think that that was like the more. Uh, uh, elaborate one because it's a double meaning with drawer in the study. Yes. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. All right. Plus, there's two words, so it's like okay. So, how many do we have left here? No, no I think this is good. This is this is good. Okay. And yes. uh, do you have any other? Do you ha do we have any other quiz questions, or shall we sort of wrap things up here at the end now? What do you think? I don't or know. Do you, prefer, another, like, do you have another round? Oh God! I told you I didn't. I I, I didn't realize how long the the. Uh, We've been going for the standard Luke's English podcast uh, length here. Yeah, exactly. Which is about an hour and uh, 15 minutes. Indeed. You know what? Like, I think... Um, Although often longer. I think I'm gonna... We can skip the... the. Okay, I'll... We, without going much longer. Okay, we can either do... What do you want? Well, spelling bee or like word... Talk about word origins a bit. Oh, let's let's talk about word origins a all bit right. cause this, right. yeah, you did say that you were going to mention this too. Yes. So yeah, all right, all right. You know what happens with the length of my episodes? Mm -hmm. I always think, yeah, we'll do about an hour, <laughs> and then it ends up being an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah. And then I realise that there's like a few other things that I'd like to talk mm -hmm. about, and then it ends up becoming an hour and a half. Oh, and, and then, then I have to add a wrap up. And then, then I have to add a couple of little bits. Yes. And then it's an hour and it's one hour. And thirty-six minutes. Yes. Okay. It's so. I reckon this is going to be an hour and thirty-six minutes. I'm going to make a prediction. Okay. We'll see. Anyway, word origins. So yeah, like um, as a as a proud nerd, uh, language nerd, one of the things that's always interesting is etymology. Yes. Uh, because you know, I don't know, the history of language is interesting and it's always evolving, and you know, languages are very malleable. Uh, um, yeah, currency flexible, that, exactly and adaptable. Exactly, and as change. the world changes, the way we speak changes, and mm -hmm. um, English is certainly a language um, that is very common around the world. Uh, oh, I stumble upon this expression I really like, which is a uh, uh, lingua franca. Yeah, you know? it's the global language. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I was in, and I, I don't know exactly how I connected in my brain when we were talking, and I was thinking about, oh yeah, like maybe. Uh, for like not foreign origins, but like less classic origins for words because in the, English. The, the generic the, the, the generic story, the history of English mm. to, to give it mm -hmm. in a very quick uh, summarized version, mm. the story that's always told is that certainly British English you, you have um, uh, there's the Celtic mm. language that was mm. around in the British Isles uh, for many many years, Celtic, and then uh. Uh, the Romans invaded uh, Britain mm -hmm. uh, about 50 years after Christ. So obviously they brought Latin, mm -hmm. okay? Indeed. And then uh, after that, uh, over a long period of time, uh, well, we, 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 we were invaded by uh, the Normans in 1066. That's basically French, France, mm -hmm. okay? What's now known as France. Normandy is, is the Norman is the northern <clears throat> part of France. So yeah. the Normans invaded in 1066 and brought French. Mm -hmm. And also there were 
many people who came across from parts of sort of uh, northern Europe, you know, places like Germany yeah. um, and Denmark and other parts of Scandinavia. So you've got the Saxons and the Vikings and they brought that sort of Germanic, um, you know, languages yeah. in. And then you end up with Anglo-Saxon. Um, and uh, through time that develops from sort of Middle English into the modern English that we have today. That's the sort of basic yeah. version. But it's, yeah, yeah. it's probably more complicated than that. And we have yeah, words I mean, from various places as well. We have inf English is influenced by all sorts of other languages yeah. too. I was interested in that. I, I mean, everything you said is pretty, you know, that's where it is like, yeah, like the, the looking at the word, the angles, which is like, um, yeah, I said like northern Germany, right under Denmark. That's where the Angles came from. The Angles were a tribe, exactly, yeah, a yeah. Germanic tribe. Yes, that's why, and that's how England got its name. Exactly. Angles was the name of the, that Germanic yeah. tribe. A region that still exists. I mean, the geographically, Angles. there is there. It's just like just be just uh, under the Den Denmark in Germany. Right. Um, and then, yeah. And I checked, I was, I was just reading things. I checked a bit of statistics and like most English words come from French. Mm -hmm. Okay. About 28%. Then you have 28%. Yeah. Okay. Then you have like about 26% or something. It's Latin. And then like 26 as well as like um, old English pretty much. So like all the Germanic influence from like, yeah, the Angles, etc. Like so, this okay. mix between what you were saying, like the Normans, Latin, and Germanic, exactly, yeah, is what makes the core of like English. Then you have a lot of influences from like I don't know Dutch, like Celtic, Norman, like a, a lot of things. Greek, uh, uh, Arab, Greek as well, Arabic. Obviously. Yes, yes, um, and then like you go lower and lower, and then Nick, yeah, Indian as well. Exactly. Like words that have come from India. Yeah, but like in the bulk of the vocabulary, it's quite small. It's very specific words that came later. With like colonization, but you know, like for, like verbs and like technical things, etc. Like you have the core itself is like those the things you said, like Romans plus French yeah. plus like most of the words in the dictionary yeah. have origins from those three different yeah. places, yeah. Um, those different sources, exactly yes. Latin, French, and G Germanic. Yeah, yes, but indeed there are some interesting origins. Um, are you talking about? Um, are you going to talk about words that come from other origins yes, beyond exactly. those three? Beyond the classic, because yes, if you have Latin, so I, I mean, I, I took some notes. You have like the Latin words. You have like all the technical words, um, like a lot of scientific word, and also the the, the the article was explaining how why you have some differences between, uh, for example, like the word, the name for an animal and its adjective. For yeah. example, they were saying like, you know, between like B and Apian, bird and avian. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we have um, like, for example, horse and equine. Yeah. Exactly. Cat e and feline. Cat and feline, dog and canine. Exactly. So canine and feline and equine are yeah. adjectives. Yes. So we talk about avian flu. Exactly. That's bird flu. Exactly. And so on. Yeah. So that also, that's all Latin, for example. Yeah. So um, our adjectives are from Latin, but the nouns, uh, bird, cat, dog, are probably Germanic. Germanic. Yes. Often the short words are the Germanic ones. Often, yeah, yeah. as a general rule of thumb, like, like in words like get and stick and put and stuff. Yeah. Those those are often Germanic straight, ones. Straight to the point. It's interesting that a lot of our phrasal verbs 
Mm-hmm. Very commonly used phrasal verbs like get on with, get off, you know, get over, get through, yeah. put on, put ups, you know, and those little verbs with mm-hmm. prepositions or particles, yeah. that those little ones are often the Germanic ones. And mm-hmm. you will have in verbs, you often will have a uh, a Germanic uh, phrasal verb yeah. or a, ver- uh, a phrasal verb that has origins in, in Germanic language. Mm-hmm. And then there's an equivalent verb, which is often sort of Latin or maybe French, oh, okay. probably Latin. Yeah. So, um, f- I mean, there's many examples. Uh, what can I think of uh, to, um, to to put up with yeah. and that would and tolerate exactly you know yeah. so put up with is the phrasal verb and tolerate is the other one and it's interesting that tolerate is a more formal exactly. word compared ah, to put up put with, with. Mm. because the formal the origins of that word yes. are from latin and french and latin and french were more high society exactly um uh, you know, those languages were used in the courts, in the royal family, educated classes would have used Latin or French. And so those words are, they tend to be more formal or more sophisticated than the everyday yeah. sort of phrasal verbs, which have their roots in, in Germanic language. Interesting. That's super interesting. Interesting I stuff. Love that. Yeah. Right. I mean, so, yeah, as you said, uh, I mean, you just said things I didn't think about. So, I really like that. I didn't know it at all. I, I like learning on this podcast as well. This is why we always come back to LEP. Um, <laughs> I'm cl- I'm plugging the podcast on the podcast. Thank um, you. So yeah, we have. I think the, the main ones I found as like other origins. Um, uh, and it's it's just the interesting ones are like the very common words, uh, like coffee. Mm. Where would you guess coffee comes from? I, I'm I'm going to go sort of Arabic for that one, or mm-hmm. maybe Persian or something like that. Yeah, um, Arabic word. It's an coming, Arabic yeah. word coming from kawa, who became uh, katve in Turkish, and then Italian cafe. So it came all the way through Turkey, through Italy, Italy and, and then, then made its way over to the UK, probably through France or Latin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of like secondary like. Um, origins like that where it came through another place and then you know Mm. Mm. Um, what about tobacco well tobacco is from south america right indeed because you know so what sir sir walter Raleigh, as as we know from that beatles song i'm so tired (laughs) do you know the one no so there's a john lennon song where he's like i'm so tired i'm so tired um it's it's a great song it's all about how he's he can't sleep and he's it's a long story but he's like you know I wonder should I call you I wonder should I have another drink I'm just going to roll another cigarette and curse Sir Walter Raleigh that stupid git Uh for for introducing tobacco Uh, uh, to to, uh, the United Kingdom or to Britain so Mm. tobacco yeah came from the South came from South America brought over um, uh, by Sir Walter Raleigh yeah Yeah. so yeah through through Spanish English but first in uh the language called Nahuatl, South American language. We also, what else did they, they gave us? Chocolate, avocado, and tomato. Very important language. Yeah. Yes. What would we do without chocolate, tomatoes, and avocados? And tobacco. I mean, these are, it's interesting to see how s- such ubiquitous, yeah. I don't know, like elements. You know, there's not a lot of words from Nahuatl, probably. I mean, the, the, the list is like, you know, contained in, within an article, but it's like, they're so central yeah. to like the the things we like, I don't know, the way we live. And yet it's like completely out of like 
the the, the usual chain of uh, etymology. I wonder if potato is also in that list. I wonder. Kind of. Yeah. It's it is from the South American origin, but it's not the same language. That's from another language which gave us also llama and quinoa and what else there and puma. All right, puma, puma. I'd say puma. Oh, yeah, U words. So, like, uh, how do you say T U B E? Like T. Oh, like a tube. Tube, right? Tube. Like a. Like you, you. How do you say YouTube? Oh, I say YouTube. (laughs) You say YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because, because I guess YouTube is now the. The like gen- t- is like the it, neutral like a, like way. A tube of toothpaste. Yeah. So yeah. so maybe the the, the the slightly more old-fashioned way of saying that would be... Who say tune? T-U-N-E. Was ch- tune or tune, you see. So T-U, T-U, the more old-fashioned way, British English way of saying that would be T-U, like tube. Tune. 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 And YouTube. YouTube. Whereas in the States, it might be tube or tune. Right, depending on where which oh, part of the country, tube. But but you've got tube. like I guess a neutral a one, which is tube now, tune, tube, yeah. and uh, it seems both. Sometimes you ask me those questions, and I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> a tube, a, t- a tube. Sometimes when you say a word again and again and again, it yeah. stops meaning anything. Yeah. <laughs> you notice that if you just say a word like tube, 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 yeah. tube, it just becomes this abstract noise. Yeah. It's like what? So weird. You just take it, eventually take it out of its context, and it just mm. so weird and abstract. If yeah, you, when you repeat a word over and over again. Um, anyway, so yes, oh yeah, so I was an, an puma and potato and quinoa and llama, the animal. Yeah, and that's uh, from Quechua. I think that's how it's pronounced. That Quechua, another which, South American language. Yes, exactly. I think it's very common in Peru, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, and yes, it's also one of these. Uh, uh, I guess ex- especially for potato. Potato being like such an important crop around the world. Yeah, and you know it's it's it, you know it's it's just so common that now it just sounds like it's English. You know what I mean? It's like you don't really. It doesn't sound foreign because there's a lot of words, especially with like uh, Spanish or Mexican words, where you know like tortilla. Even if you say tor- a tortilla, you know it's not. <laughs> you know you know it's like Spanish. You know, or yeah. if you say like I don't know, like a dim, ceviche, dim, ceviche or dim sum. You know, like you know, yeah. like a ramen. You know, you know, ramen is like Japanese or Chinese. You know, like, yeah, yeah. But there's some words like that where I think they've blended so well that they kind of just like you know, just they they're a bit disappeared almost in the language because they're like blended so well and become so universal. Yeah, you get words like typhoon. Yeah, which we just take for granted as an yeah. English word, but it's Japanese. Exactly. Yeah. Typhoon meaning a big storm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and other words, I mean, you know, this is really interesting. Yeah. It's really, it's really interesting to explore the different, you know, words from different countries. Um, all right. But do you have any more? Yeah. I have, I have a, one last one, which you mentioned, which is, uh, uh, um, Hindi and Urdu origins. Hindi or Urdu. So These which are- is, which is, more because for example the thing with indian languages yeah exactly um with something like uh um arabic for example yeah uh, which you also have like a lot of words like alchemy algebra because the, the algebra the, uh in mathematics algebra yes yeah um you know and because with arabic it's there was a more constant 
connection between the, the the Arab world and the European world all throughout you know the years. So it's more like okay, it flowed in and out, and like yeah. Arabic influenced a lot of words. I don't know. There's like assassin. I, I mean, there's a ton of them. Um, chess. Chess. Yes. Is chess. That, it's Arabic too. Yeah. Is it? It's it Persian and Persian. It's like Shah, like checkmate, rook, a lot of things like that, like uh-huh. from Persian. Yeah. But it's it's more like it's the fluid evolution in language whereas with something like uh the spanish words like the the Nahuatl and quechua or yeah. the indian ones it's more clearly like linked to colonization yeah so so uh, in english there are various i guess words uh that are just clearly because yeah. uh british people colonized india mm-hmm. And as brought back the words, and just brought the yeah. b- words versus which like a word like like tea for example, yeah, you know which is Chinese word obviously it's okay. come from there where there's there's more like well they had we've we've known tea for a while and then eventually it seeps into the language versus like I think with India uh, or like the Arab words where India is like more of like a these words were discovered and brought back like because then like nineteenth century they used to describe concepts that. Pre, before we went yeah. to India, we didn't even know about these things. Yeah, exactly. So you get. Um, um, well, I've, I have a list. If you go want, go ahead. Please give us. There's, there's some. I mean, there's a, a lot of them are like you know, like curry or karma yeah. related to you know, like Indian culture. Yeah, exactly. But some are a bit more hidden. Um, I guess Avatar, which is Avatar, Avatar, which is a, also a religious term, but I guess less associated with the religion. Right? We now. think about it with, with the internet now, really, exactly. don't we? Like when you, you yeah. when you go onto a forum exactly. you're, online, you choose your avatar, yeah. and it's also the the movie, of course. Exactly. Originally, an avatar is a personification of a deity. Personification of a deity. If I'm right. not, I mean, I'm not, I'm not an expert, but I, it's pretty much mm-hmm. that. I think yeah. I have jungle. Is it, that's an Indian word. Is it? <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. That's yeah. that's great. Yeah, jungle. Uh, wow. You have uh, shampoo. I think I'd heard of shampoo. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, you have pajamas. Pajamas. Yeah, pajamas. And one you have thug. The, oh, great word as well. Thug is a, a great thug, word. Like a sort of yeah. Uh, and that one was big surprise. I was like, that sounds like one of those. I don't know. Germanic words or something. Yeah, like just like a slang word that kind of developed in... Thug is such a commonly used word. So a thug is like a hooligan, a violent uh, man. Exactly. Probably. Someone you wouldn't want to meet. Someone you wouldn't... Like a football hooligan is a thug or just a violent, sort of dangerous man or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, it's such such a commonly used word that, yeah, you don't imagine that... It sounds like American slang almost, like, you know... Yeah, thug life, you know. Like, <laughs> right, of course, yeah. But it, it, apparently, I mean, I haven't, I haven't triple checked everything, but you know, like, um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I saw it like in a couple of things. Thug uh-huh. and uh, the big one I didn't know is candy. Candy, candy, really? Candy is also from like the Hindi Urdu um, uh, origin. Like, origin, yeah, yeah, which is. I mean, first of all, the fact that it just ends in Y and it's like so common is like, but yeah, can, there was no candy before. Yeah. Before that, that whole colonization happened. Ado. <laughs> yeah. That whole ado, that yeah, whole exactly. that whole situation there, the whole, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, British colonies in India, which yeah. is another story for another time. Oh, for sure. Fred, thank you yes. so much for bringing these quizzes and, to, and for bringing all this these interesting comments and words and games and things today. 
It's been really good fun. Thank, thank you. you. On behalf of my listeners, thank you very much for coming and for preparing and for being helpful. Yeah. Um, that's great. We've been talking, according to my recorder, obviously I might be edit. I might edit Ooh. this. So in, in fact, the final episode yeah. or final video might be shorter than this. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but um, as, as far as I can see now, we've been talking for an hour and 33 minutes. So we are just under the one hour, 36 minute <laughs> mark that I predicted but if nice. we talk for another two minutes then we'll make it Yeah, and I will be proven right <laughs> once again um, I don't know if we'll make it that far but um, anyway yeah cool thanks a lot yeah no, no problem I mean it's super fun for me to like do this I like research I, I mean I have more if you want to do like a, something in six months I have I have a game about like um, words I find in, in spelling bee yeah um, and the game is is it is it a, a plant, a dish, or an animal? <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. And it, the, the, the level of difficulty varies. But uh, Come back next time no and we'll, we'll play that game. Yeah, sure. That's or a calorie. I'm just like, fun ways to just discover things. And then you go on tangents about this and that yeah, as you go. That's the idea. The boat race. We, take, we follow the tangent. What a boat you have. What a boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a moneymaker. The boat. <laughs> All right. The Cheers. Goat with the boat. We vote with the boat. We yeah. The the goat with the goat the boat. with the boat. The goat, the greatest of all time. Yes. With the boat, with the face. He's talking in cryptic language now. <laughs> I make it. Let's make it clearer. Okay, uh, listeners. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for having me. This is super fun. Yeah, yeah, thanks for coming. All right. Yeah. Well, cheers. Say goodbye to everybody. Bye. 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 So there you are, listeners. That was Fred Iango being very useful there on my podcast and sharing lots of fun vocab quiz questions and also insights about how crossword puzzles work and also words which have their roots in other languages. And um, I will invite Fred back onto this podcast at some point in order to play that other game, which he said he'd, he'd sort of um, come up with, which I think was called Plant, Dish or Animal. Uh, which sounds like a fun game. So I will invite Fred back to play plant, dish or animal with me. Um, at some point in the in the conversation there, I made a prediction about the length of this episode. I said it would be an hour and 36 minutes long. Now, for the video version, I was actually very close. The video version of this is one hour, 34 minutes and 22 seconds. So I was less than two minutes out. Um, in terms of the video version. But of course, the video version doesn't have have all of this extra stuff at the beginning and the end. And so this audio version is is clearly much longer than the predicted one hour and 36 minutes. But that's okay, isn't it? Yes, it is. So let me do that vocab summary that I promised at the beginning of this. So um, here are the uh, crossword clues and answers and a few little comments just to help you remember things. Uh, some of the some of the answers are words that you know already, but anyway. Uh, so here's the uh, mini crossword that we did: the clues and the answers. The first one was helpful reference for tourists, and the answer was map. 
Okay. Then we had dressy short sleeved shirt, and that was polo, like a polo shirt. And dressy basically just means smart. Okay.、Um, next clue was they have meters and motors. Meters in my accent sounds like that. Meters in an American accent. Meters, I I, I would say. Basically, so anyway, they have meters and motors, and that's taxis because, of course, a meter is what counts the distance and price of the taxi journey. So, you know, if it's a proper taxi, they will have a meter、uh, on the dashboard that is calculating the price of the journey. So that's a meter.、Uh, the motor, of course, is the engine that drives the taxi.、Um, next、uh, clue was D on a gear shift. D on a gear shift. So that is、uh, drive. That's the answer. In American English, a gear shift is the thing that you use to change gears in a car, either an automatic car or a manual car.、Um, if it's an automatic, you just you know you have different things. You have drive, you have、uh, neutral, you have park, you have reverse.、Um, they call that a gear shift. The the thing that you use to change those gears. In British English, it's more likely to be called a gear stick. Either in in an automatic car or a manual car, we have a gear stick in American English. A gear shift.、Uh, the next clue was fighting spirit, and the word was moxie, m o x i e, and moxie means courage or nerve or guts in、uh, U.S. and Canadian slang. So this is a kind of American North American slang word meaning courage. Do you have the moxie to you know to listen to the entire episode? Uh, do you have the moxie to? I don't know what it'd be to climb the mountain or something. It's not a word I use、uh, because, well, as we as I've just said, it's American slang.、Um, next、uh, clue was look something out there. So what's the missing word? Look、hmm, out there, and the answer was alive because it's look alive out there. So look alive out there. This is something that people shout at baseball players to encourage them. People also say "at a boy," which means "at her boy," which is another thing to encourage a, a baseball player. But I guess people people say "at a boy" as well in in, in North America to encourage someone.、Um, we don't generally we don't try to encourage people in Britain. We're just like,、mm, do you have to?、Mm, or just calm down, you know.、Uh, we generally just don't want to encourage anyone.、It's、like, all right, steady on. That's probably the best we can do. <laughs> um, next is、uh, football scores for short, so an abbreviation of football scores. Another American thing, another American thing here.、Um, the answer for football scores for short was TDS, and TDS is an abbreviation for touchdowns,、uh, which is of course American English because touchdowns are part of what we call American football. That's how you score a point. I understand. In American football, they they do a touchdown, which is where they run into the end zone carrying the ball, and then they do like a funky dance to celebrate, and slam the ball on the floor and pump their fist in the air. Right, that's what you do in America, isn't it? A lot of fist pumping and slamming and stuff. Whereas in the UK, it's well, if you score a goal, you just you know. Little wave to the crowd, a cup of tea, and carry on with the game. Anyway, so、uh, football scores, TDS, touchdowns, an important part of American football. 
uh, what, that's what we call American football or gridiron football. But in the USA, they just call it football. And they're wrong, of course. It's not football. It's hand egg. Hand egg. Because, yeah, I'm just joking. They can call it football if they want. They could do anything they want, really, can't they? Because they have guns. Um, okay, so next, the next uh, clue was, well, I'll just give you the answer. It was skee-ball. Skee-ball. This is a game that you might find in an amusement arcade in the USA. And to me, it's the kind of word that you would hear sometimes in American movies or TV shows. It's a skee-ball. It just sounds so American. It's like cheeseburgers and popcorn. Skee-ball. Uh, I guess we have skee-ball here in the UK. You might find some amusement arcades with games like that. Uh, but uh, it's not a sort of a cornerstone of British culture by any means. Um, then there was Fred's uh, crossword quiz questions for, for Luke. That's me. These are the ones he chose himself. Um, so here we, here we have some more. Campaigned for office. Campaigned for office. The answer was ran. And the expression is to run, to run for office, to run for president, for example. Then we had urban air pollution. The answer, smog, smog, which is a portmanteau word between smoke and fog, a combination of smoke and fog. You get smog, S-M-O-G. Then the rowing tool, the rowing tool. When you go rowing in a rowing boat, if you're in a boat race or just spending some nice time on the water in your rowing boat, what do you use to move um, in, you know, move across the water? You use an oar or oars, probably two, because you've got one in one hand, another one in the other hand, long wooden things that dip into the water. These are called oars. O-A-R, but it's pronounced or, just in the same way that we pronounce tea or coffee, or an oar, okay? Also, there's the phrase to stick your oar in, to stick your oar in, stick your oar in. If you stick your oar in, stick your oar in, it means to get involved in a situation which you shouldn't really be getting involved in. And you shouldn't stick your oar in. You should mind your own business. For example, when two people are arguing and you interrupt and you give your opinion too, you sort of get involved in their argument, but it just makes the argument worse. And someone might say, sticking your oar in doesn't help. Just mind your own business. There you go. Um, next, Kisses and caresses in British lingo. The answer was snogs, S-N-O-G-S. Um, it may pop before a toast. That was nothing to do with breakfast. That was the word cork, right? Pop, when the cork comes out before you raise the glass for a, to make a toast. Uh, right, a cork. Uh, next one is doe's mate. So doe, D-O-E, is a female deer. And does the that's D O E apostrophe S that's does mate the mate of a doe and the answer is stag because a stag is a male deer um, okay stag S T A G other related words here were buck which is also a male deer uh, we have the verb to buck 
which is when a horse kicks its legs to get someone off its back. Like, for example, that time when my mum was riding a horse in the south of France on holiday and uh, she was wearing a big hat and she took the hat off and it distracted the horse and the horse kind of panicked and it started bucking and she fell off the back of the horse. It's one of those family stories. So to buck is when a horse kicks its legs. Uh, to buck the trend, as well as a phrase, this means to do something different than the, the general trend. For example, you could say that I'm bucking the trend because at the moment the trend seems to be towards short form video content on platforms like TikTok. And I'm not on TikTok. Although, the, I, you know what? I've, I searched for Teacher Luke or one of my friends did. Uh, Kate Billington sent me a message saying, um, have you seen this guy? And she she'd shown me this guy called Teacher Luke, who is on TikTok. There's another Teacher Luke out there, and he's got loads of followers on TikTok. Oh, God. Um, and he's some American guy, and he's teaching people phrases on TikTok. So, you know, but it's not the genuine article. It's not, I mean, obviously his name is Luke, and he's a teacher as well, an English teacher. I mean, you know, I don't have exclusive rights over the name Luke. Uh, do I have exclusive rights over the over the the name Teacher Luke? Well, I don't know. That would be for a lawyer to to uh, to decide, wouldn't it? I suppose. But anyway, um, you know, I'm the genuine article. <laughs> you know, there's there's another Teacher Luke as well. Did you know that? There's a Canadian guy who also uh, goes by the the name Teacher Luke, and he's on YouTube, and he's a an IELTS teacher. So it must be very confusing for you all out there. Like, which is the real Teacher Luke? Well, I think I was here first. I think I'm probably the oldest one as well. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But, ah, oh, funny thing. There's like lots of different teacher Lukes out there. Um, but um, anyway, this is me, Luke's English Podcast. Yes. Um, all right. So uh, where did I get? Where was I? What was I talking about? Keep it brief, Luke. Teacher Luke. Keep it brief. Oh, to buck the trend. That's it. The trend it seems to be to make short form video content on platforms like uh, TikTok these days. That seems to be the current trend, but I'm bucking that trend by making long-form audio content. Just an example to buck the trend. Okay. For better or worse, I'm sticking with the, uh, the, the long-form audio content, listeners. And if you're sticking with me, then good. We're going to do this together. Okay. So uh, that was a buck, a male deer, to, to buck when a horse kicks its legs to try and get someone off its back and to buck the trend to do something different to what everyone else is doing. And also uh, another word was a fawn. Fawn, that's F-A-W-N, and that is a young deer. Pronounced fawn by me and fawn by Fred, pretty much, with his American accent. Um, next, uh, the next clue was angers. Angers, meaning make, you know to make someone angry. Angers, and that was ires, I R E S, ire. To ire someone means to make someone angry or frustrated, but I never use this word really. Still, it's useful to know it, and it's the kind of thing that might come up in a book or something, you know, literary language. It's also useful for crosswords and scrabble. There is a verb which is the, the, the word I, uh, ire, and it's uh, spelled I R E, ire. 
That's quite useful if you're playing a word game and you need a three-letter word to fill a gap on the Scrabble board or something, and you're doing it in English. You could put I-R-E, and you're, you're, uh, the people you're playing with will say, what, I-R-E? That's not a word. And you'll say, yes, it is. It's I-R, to make someone angry. And they'll go, uh, really? Prove it, and then you check it up. In a, you know, you look it up in a dictionary, and then you go, "There you go. You see, that's because I listen to Luke's English podcast, and you don't. That's why I win at Scrabble, and you, uh, you don't win." Okay, and then your friends are like, "Calm down. Go and take a deep breath, and come back and continue the game." Right. So next, we had uh, the clues: fuss, kerfuffle, trouble, tizzy, hubbub, brouhaha, and ballyhoo. Um, and the answer was adieu. So basically all different words for different kinds of fuss or trouble. Kerfuffle, that's a nice one. To be in a tizzy means to be sort of angry and frustrated. A hubbub is the noise of people talking. A brouhaha is like uh, a sort of a situation where lots of people are shouting and getting angry. And a ballyhoo is the same thing as a brouhaha. Uh, brouhaha and Ballyhoo are pretty old-fashioned words, but they're quite funny words. Um, a hubbub is just the perfect noise word to describe the noise of people talking in the background. A tizzy, don't get in a tizzy, meaning to get into in a bad mood or to get angry. Trouble, we know. A kerfuffle is again like a fuss or a situation. Maybe, maybe when sort of. Uh, there's like a, a bit of physical stuff going on. There's a bit of a kerfuffle, like, um, you know, when, um, I don't know, what it would what would it be? Like there was a guy um, who was trying to shoplift. He was trying to steal some clothes from the shop and uh, the security guard stopped him, but he tried to escape and there was a bit of a kerfuffle at the entrance. And I was like, oh, what's all this kerfuffle? Oh, oh, oh this guy's tried to steal some clothes. Oh, dear. Okay. Uh Next clue was blocked as a river, and the answer was damned, uh, D-A-M-M-E-D, because the verb is to dam a river. Also, a, a, a dam is a noun, a thing that kind of blocks the, the flow of water in a, in a river. Uh, and that's damned. We also have damned as a kind of swear word, or damn, like God damn, or damned, like those damn kids. Um, I'll be damned, you know. Damned, that's D-A-M-N-E-D, and as a kind of swear word, which for me sounds the same as damned, like the river was damned. Uh, so they are homophones. Dam and dam, damned and damned homophones. Okay, um, next, hold your horses. Hold your horses. What does it mean, listeners? It means wait. Hold your horses. Hold on. Wait. Shh, uh, shh. Sh. What's another way of making someone... Stop talking. Be quiet. Zip it. Zip it. Zip, like the zip on a coat. Zip. Uh, zip. You could say zip it, meaning close your mouth. Zip. Shush. 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 Zip it. Be quiet. Could be rude, of course, if you, if, you know, if you're, I don't know what, if you're in a cinema and someone is talking at the beginning of the film, I don't recommend leaning over and saying, uh, zip it because you might get punched or something. But instead, you would have to say, um, sorry, could you, do you think you could, you know, do you think you could... Uh, uh, uh. It's a difficult one, isn't it, that? Telling someone to be quiet in a cinema. Sorry, do you think you could stop talking? It's the, the film has started. I did that once. 
Uh, I was in um, a cinema in the Westfield Centre in Shepherd's Bush in London, and I was at a screening of Prometheus, you know, the alien prequel directed by Ridley Scott. Um, I'd been looking forward to watching it for ages, and I went to the cinema. I think the first weekend it was released, the cinema was packed full of people. Have I told this story on the podcast before? Maybe. The cinema was packed full of other cinema goers eager to watch the film and um and so the the people next to me were talking all the way through the beginning of the film now to be honest i think that it was one person was not a native speaker of english now i feel a little bit bad obviously as a teacher it's my duty to help people learn english but one of the people so there was a couple next to me and one of those people was not a native speaker of English and the other person they were with was translating every single thing and explaining every single thing to to um, the person they were with so something happened someone said something and the person leaned over and translated it to their neighbor now despite the fact that I understand it's you know important for people to learn English I just couldn't tolerate this and so I thought, I can't, this is going to go on for the entire film. And I could feel the atmosphere among the people around me was getting heavy. I could just feel everyone was getting annoyed. And that's one of those situations in the cinema where you think, oh, are they going to, is this going to, is this going to carry on through the whole film? Is this going to ruin my enjoyment of the film? And I thought, right, I've got to make a decision. I've, gonna, I've got to put my foot down here. They have to be told they can't do this. They can't talk through the whole film so I leant over and said sorry can you could you stop talking it's just that we're trying to enjoy the film and I my heart was racing like, thoo, 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 in my chest like that and I thought well I've got to do this so I leant over and I did say that and the person said oh sorry and stopped and I just I could <laughs> I don't know if it was just my imagination but I kind of I could kind of sense the other people around me silently just going yeah I could just sense the silent applause from my fellow cinema goers. So a little victory. You've got to enjoy these little victories, haven't you? Luckily, it went okay. It could have gone wrong. I could have said, sorry, could you, do you think you could stop speaking? It's that just that we're trying to enjoy the film and the person could stand up and, you know, just like the Incredible Hulk, just like, Poof. but luckily that didn't happen. Uh, let's move on. So uh, zip it. That was it. Current events, current events, current events. That's tides. The tides, of course, the, the way the, the, the seawater rises and falls during the day. Tides, because these are current events. Current, the word current has several meanings. A current in the water. That's when, you know, the water moves. Movement in the water. Currents in the water. Also, we, we have an electrical current. Um, and also the adjective current, which means at the moment. So current events in that sense means news, things that are going on at the moment. But a current in the water is the way, the way that water moves. So current events could be tides. Ah, yeah. So um, by the way, current meaning now, like current events, like the news, current is the word, not actual, as in some languages. It's current. Currently, I am recording new episodes of the podcast. Not actually, I'm recording. No. Um, current means now. Actual doesn't mean now. Okay. Um, also, there's the homophone word current, which is spelt with an A. 
C-U-R-R-A-N-T, which is a small dried grape, like a raisin. So you can get a currant bun, which is like a little bread bun with raisins in it, a currant bun. Anyway, next clue was drop a line, question mark, drop a line. The answer was fish, because drop me a line means call me on the phone. But also, you drop a line when you go fishing. Okay, uh, so drop a line in this case meant fish. It did not mean call. It was fish, actually. Um, mini freezer. The answer was brake. That's B-R-A-K-E, because the brake is what stops a car. It's one of the pedals. Or the handbrake is what stops a car. And a mini is a kind of car. So to freeze means to stop. So a mini freezer is a brake. Yep. Not a, fr not a little thing that you'd keep ice cream in, no. Uh, good or bad vacuum review, which was this. I love this one. This was actually a really good little joke. Good or bad vacuum review. And the answer was sucks. Like, for example, this vacuum sucks. Like it doesn't work. Or this vacuum sucks. And then you say, good. I'm glad it sucks. That's what it's supposed to do. Uh, next one was locale for drawers in a study. This is a tricky one. Locale is a location. So locale for drawers in a study, and the answer was art school. Uh, this is tricky, but basically it's where you find artists involved in studying. So the locale, the location for drawers, um, or people drawing in this case, drawers in the study, involved in studying. So it's art school. Yeah, a very tricky one. Um, you, you, to, to break that down, draw, D-R-A-W, you draw a picture with a pencil. A draw, which I pronounce the same, uh, a draw, that's D-R-A-W-E-R. This is a place where you keep your knives and forks. You open the drawer and close the drawer. And also Fred mentioned the word drawl, drawl, which has got an L on the end. Sounds very similar, but there is an L on the end, drawl. He speaks with a southern drawl. A southern drawl is that kind of accent that you might find in the south, you know, a southern state of the United States, a southern drawl, like uh, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey! Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. That's a southern drawl. Drawl. And that's it. That's all, folks. Okay, we made it. We made it to the end of this. Um, uh -huh. We made it to the end of this. Okay, so... Uh, final words just to finish the episode. Leave your comments in the comments section wherever you are listening to this. Uh, if you don't have a comments section, if you're like, uh, I'm just listening, I'm listening, uh, I don't know what, I'm listening in my bathroom, Luke. There's no comments section in my bathroom. Well, you can just go to my website then, uh, teacherluke.co.uk. Find this episode. There's a comment section. You can leave your comments there. That's always nice. Uh, or if you're... If you're listening to this on YouTube, that's not possible because this bit isn't on YouTube. But you could go to the video version on YouTube and leave a comment there if you want. Uh, also, it would be really nice if you left a positive review for the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen. So most people seem to use Apple Podcasts. You can just drop me a nice review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts on, you know, on Apple. That would be really nice. It really helps generally helps to promote the podcast. Um, 
You could sign up to Luke's English Podcast Premium, of course, for all of those bonus episodes where I focus on teaching you vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation and the Storytime series. You can get all of that extra content by signing up to LEP Premium. And also that's how you remove all the adverts from episodes. If you hear adverts in these episodes, um, then you can just, you know, go ad free by signing up to LEP Premium. Um, All right. Cool. Great. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a stakeholder in Luke's English podcast. All the very best to you and to your English. Have a lovely morning, afternoon, evening or night. And I will speak to you again on the podcast soon. But for now, it's just time to say good. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Luke's English podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.